welcome to the From the Stands podcast. Jacob and Clint joining me as always. Dude, probably one of my favorite weekends, I would say. Maybe because Carolina didn't play, so I wasn't stressed out as much. But as far as like the, uh, just, I, I say, I don't know, maybe top to bottom, not my favorite, but definitely probably game of the year, I would say, which, which we'll definitely get to. Um, and Jacob, you'll have to catch us up on your Tigers. But how was your weekend, man? You guys got a, got a, a win there? Yeah, a W is about all you can call it. Uh, we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, I mean, you say it was a good weekend. I mean, I got punched in the face with the Clemson game. Then I got turned around and punched in the face with the Braves. So, I mean, I was I was kind of sad Saturday night, but still a good football weekend, though. Yeah, I was pretty mad. I was I went over to Clemson to watch some of the games, and I told him, I was like, dude, Carolina's not playing. I shouldn't be stressed out. And like now the Braves just like shit the bed. Like, yep. perfect. That's I can't just have a good, I can't have a solid weekend. Yes, I'm playing. Overall, I just can't do it. Yep. Oh, man. Well, besides the Braves and obviously Carolina getting a bye week, Clint, I know uh, we had some fun last night watching some games. How was the rest of your weekend? It's good, man. Pretty chill. No, that was the highlight was last night, just relaxing, eating some pizza, watching football, not being so stressed. Like you said, Carolina not playing. Uh, but some of these other games had me stressed. I think you texted a group chat like, dude, like Carolina's not playing. Why am I so stressed out or whatever? <laughs> yeah, as yeah. I'm reading that text, I realize my hands are sweaty because I'm watching the Oklahoma Texas game. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, yeah, it was yeah. a good week. week of yeah, football. I shot off like four texts in a row, and I caught myself. I'm like, wait a second, I'm doing the same thing. Carolina, <laughs> I need to chill out. Like, yeah. it, I don't even have money on it. It's just well, one game's for pride. The other ones, I just for the spread pick. Like I'm sitting there, and we'll get to the Missouri LSU game. The pick six, I'm like, how? That was like easy. Yeah. I had to cover, but we were good. Like prediction, <laughs> prediction on point. Like, ah, uh, didn't make it. Didn't yeah. make. It. All right, well, let's get right into it. Um, and I was telling Clint this last night, Jacob. Probably the more. I mean, I, I could go both ways on it, but we had the um, Georgia Kentucky game on and Notre Dame Louisville, and I told Clint I was like, I'm kind of more surprised at the Georgia Kentucky score than I am at Notre Dame Louisville. I mean, Louisville, that, yeah. like, still didn't expect that, but, like, we kind of, like, I mean, Clint made a good point uh, last week saying, like, hey, did we overreact on Kentucky? And I think we all kind of came to the conclusion, like, maybe not. Like, they're running the ball. They're playing well. And then, I mean, Georgia just absolutely dominated. It was funny. At one point, Brock Bowers had caught, I don't know how many passes in a row, and Clint's like, who's that guy? Like, who's that guy making all the catches? Like, like no one, like, we've already discussed this a million times. Um, but, yeah, what? Give me your take on Kentucky, uh, Georgia there, Jacob, and, and how you felt about that one. Yeah, this this one kind of came not out of nowhere, but like you said, it was more of a surprising score because Georgia finally showed up and and kicked some ass, like legit. There's not much more to say than that. Like they just handed it right to Kentucky. Um, Kentucky came coming like we said, we're over hyping them, I guess, playing Florida last week. But as we've learned, Florida is trash on the road, and they're pretty darn good at home. So. Um, we probably should have put that into some kind of consideration for this game. But, I mean, we were talking about Carson Beck. I know I, I shouted him out on the last pod and said, man, we got to actually put some respect on this dude. Uh, we all thought he was a damn freshman for some reason last week. So <laughs> yeah, we, um, <laughs> we, we kind of corrected that. But uh, came around and threw 389 yards and four touchdowns. Like, the dude's just smooth with it. Um, the completion percentage, Georgia didn't have any problem passing the ball. Obviously, they got the one of the best receivers, and he's a tight end over Brock Bowers. but. I mean, they, they just gave the ball to anybody. They had, I don't know how many different people run the ball um, and had 173 yards rushing along with 435 yards throwing the ball. So this Kentucky defense did not show up. 
Um, Ray Davis was given 15 carries for Kentucky, but only 60 yards. We kind of saw we should have seen that coming against a Georgia defense like this. Um, still not impressed with Devin Leary. Only 10 completions, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Um, luckily didn't throw a pick, but I, I just thought he was going to be better than he has been so far at Kentucky, um, personally with his play. But um, this Kentucky team still five and one. I mean, that's still a damn good year. You yeah. know, going into the year for Kentucky, they were like, okay, yeah, we're probably going to lose the Georgia game. So they're still right where they kind of want to be. But I, I th- think this was a most, most people probably said that. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. Like Georgia actually looked mm-hmm. like the number one team in the country. I would yep. say kind of dominate. But yeah, Beck started off like twelve for twelve to start the game, which was crazy. Um, and you know, getting the ball to that many different receivers. We'll get to a game later on, which you said Larry stats. There's a quarterback that had way worse stats than that in a game. Rhymes with Lyla. Um, we'll get to that later. But but uh, <laughs> no. uh Clint, what about you, man? What do you think of this game? I know we were kind of like you know hanging out, eating pizza, watching the game, so we didn't like you know deep dive into it or anything. But yeah, I know. Yeah, like Jacob pretty much said, um, Georgia. They, they looked great. It wasn't one of those we talked about before this this game. We were like, man, Georgia, at least I was, was Georgia starts off slow every single game. Won the case. That, that did not happen this game. Uh, yeah. I think it was true. We over, not over. Uh, I think we, this, this is kind of like a game where we're sitting here going, yeah, this makes sense. But after the Florida game, like I was, I was actually hoping for this to be kind of a close game to see right. if uh, Kentucky could kind of keep this close. But no, Georgia came out hot. Um, Carson Beck, yeah, I'll take the blame for the whole freshman thing too. That was that was pretty much on me on that last episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, they uh, he he looks really good. Yeah, he did have the one interception, and it was it was a pretty bad one. Uh, if you look, he's shooting like into a bunch of defenders. Uh, but other than that, he looked really good. I I thought Devin Leary at this point in the year would look better than what he looks like i don't know what's going on yeah. i don't know if like the scheme isn't working for him i don't know if they're just they cannot I, I i just don't know what it is um not that he was terrible i mean but there was plays and we were watching it you know while we we're munching on some pizza where they, they schemed some guys open and he missed them by like 10 yards yeah like, that one them, yeah that yeah bad. and you're just like dang dude and you can't do that against a team like georgia you have to take the opportunities that they give you and they didn't they miss like jacob said they didn't run for nearly as much yards as they did against florida which was expected but i mean it was not much at all this game so yeah that's kind of the outcome you can expect when uh, the number one team actually starts playing like it and uh you kind of have a down game so yeah that's good good win for georgia kentucky yeah, not down on them they just uh they just ran into a brick wall so yeah i think i think beck's only getting more comfortable but I think we might look at this and I don't think we need to, you know, at the same time overreact to overreacting maybe about Kentucky. I think they're still a solid team. I think Ray yeah. Davis needs to get more than 15 touches a game. But look, this is a team that might go on to only lose two or three games this year. Um, I don't know how this, the rest of their schedule looks. Um, obviously, I think they still have to play uh, Tennessee, South Carolina. Um, oh, they play Missouri next week, so that'll be a, that'll be a tough test as well. So mm-hmm. we'll see, man. I think they still got a solid team. But yeah, I think Leary needs to definitely step up. Um, going forward, especially kind of what we saw at NC State. Well, let's move on to the next game. Um, this one we gotta keep saying this every week, man. It's just like, all right, Michigan won by a lot. Like we don't really have much to say. Keep it moving. Um, just an absolute drumming of Minnesota. Uh, I didn't catch any of this one at all. I don't know if you guys did. Um, Jacob, you got any stats for us on old uh, McCarthy? I mean, he was 14 to 20, 219, one touchdown. He didn't have to do a lot in this game. 
Um, right. Minnesota almost played themselves off the field, only completing five passes. Uh, they ran 39 times and only got three yards per carry. I mean, that's just a total defensive wall that Michigan's been putting up all year long, and uh, it caused at least two turnovers in this game too. Um, not pretty. Michigan covered again. So have we turned it around? Ta- with have we talked about Michigan's defense at all? Like, I feel like we haven't, I mean, yes, but like yeah. we should. Yeah, be. We absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say like if we haven't been, we need to touch on it because they. I mean, we shouldn't just- miss a week to uh, to say something about it because they, this is the first week they gave up ten points. Yeah, it's the best they've given up all year. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I mean, mentioned but, in the last episode that they they've been giving up single digit, you know, final yeah. scores to all everybody they've been playing. And we're in I, conference play now. They've had until, uh, Harbaugh came back, but like that's why I kind of was saying, yeah, hey, yeah. we should probably put Michigan at one our, while our Georgia's down. Complaint. Exactly, but now Georgia's back, so they're definitely not going to. That's what I was about to say. I was like, man, it sucks for Michigan because if Georgia would have had another one of their games where they start off slow yeah. and it was a one score game, and Michigan does this again, you know, high, you know beat the crap out of Minnesota, this probably would have been the week where the AP might have bumped them up to one. Right. And lo and behold, Georgia was like, eh, <laughs> we're waking up a little bit. We're, we're here. Yep. Not yet. Not yet. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that they're doing this, and I, I, I get it, it's Minnesota, but we're getting into conference play and you're shutting out teams like that. I still mm-hmm. say respectable regardless of the conference. Jacob, um, did you, sorry, did you mention how many passing yards Minnesota had? I just had five completions. It doesn't even matter how many. <laughs> yeah. How many was it? How many yards? 52 yards, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay actually, I, I take back what I said earlier. That's worse than the Iowa game. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. Iowa had the worst, like, just had a yeah. teams that we talked about. Holy and, cow. And they, gonna, they, had a, they had some rushing. They had 117 rushing yards. But I guess when you're only running it, that's you're bound to get some rushing yards. Yeah, so that's right. less than and 200. Had, it was only three yards per carry, yeah. so it wasn't like it was crazy. Right. Yeah. And Michigan's going to cruise more than likely to 9-0. They got Indiana, Michigan State, and then Purdue, and then they finish the year at Penn State, at Maryland, and then home to Ohio State. So they they will stay at two the whole year until mm-hmm. those, those games come down. Well, yeah, that's the thing because I don't know how many other ranked opponents Georgia's going to play. Um, you know, getting into the end of the year type thing. So I think I think Michigan over. I think a better game or a closer game is going to be Michigan Penn State than Michigan Ohio State at this point, just from what I've seen out of both teams. I just feel like Penn State's like kind of the way they play lends itself to maybe a lower scoring game versus Michigan. But I don't, I don't think Ohio state wants to get in the shootout this year. One, because Michigan's defense is better than the past. And two, I think, I think Michigan's got the better offense, at least the more consistent offense, I would say. Yeah. So we'll see though, man, it's only getting better. Um, Oklahoma, Texas, they didn't play, right? They skipped that game, something, right? We just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think something happened. Yeah, everybody showed up to Austin and nobody was there. So, yeah. Nothing to discuss. <laughs> yeah, the fairgrounds were empty. Yeah. So, Maryland, Ohio State, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, look, I, I told I told Clint last night, uh, as far as like my favorite, I, Notre Dame Duke was probably one of my favorite games to watch. Like, I mean, Colorado, Colorado State was pretty exciting, obviously, the way that played out, but the way the, Duke Notre Dame game finished out was like one of the more exciting games of the year. But to me, yesterday, th- that game kind of took the cake for me as far as just the way the game started. Like eight minutes in, I'm like, "What's going on?" We get all these, we got fake punts, we got we got block punts, for t- which like the most instantaneous block punt touch I've ever seen bounces right in his hand. I mean, just a back and forth game. Um, to me, like it didn't look like Ewers really got comfortable a lot of the game. Oklahoma's D line really showed up, and I thought for me, not like watching a full game of Dylan Gabriel this year, dude absolutely balled out just the way he moves around in the pocket and, and way he ran for over a hundred yards. Um, I know you got a lot of questions and things coming to me, but just from a game perspective, 
Um, how fun was this to watch? Like, I mean, this is, I don't really like watch this game on a normal daily basis. Like, it's not one that, like, hey, I got to sit down and watch. But the fact that they both came in highly ranked, obviously, a lot of, uh, you know, momentum coming in for Texas. But yeah, what'd you guys think of this game just from like a fan perspective? Oh, yeah. I mean, as a fan perspective, because that's what you want first. Um, we'll, we'll, well say, I, just yeah, know, this I was... know the heat's coming. So I just want to give the positives out and then. <laughs> no, this was a uh, genuinely like a, a really fun game to watch. Um, probably like you said to start the pod, probably the game of the year so far. And there's been some really good games. Um, before it's like playoff kind of go. Th- this is probably probably one of the best games of the year. Um, it was back and forth, and even that drive that Oklahoma had to end the to end the game and still gave Texas some time, but still shut them out. Like um, that drive really proved, hey, Oklahoma's here because Texas had them. Um, they had them. They were winning by whatever it was, three points or something like that. And then they and Oklahoma's just going down to hopefully tie the game with like a minute something left. And they came right down and just broken coverage in the end zone at that end and uh, took the lead and never looked back. So it was a hell of a game. Go ahead, Clint. Yeah, no. Uh, this is one of the things I took away from this game was this. Brent Venables in this defense is going to be legit, and it already is. Now, if you look at the box score and you see. That they gave Oklahoma gave up 500 some odd yards. You could be like, oh, it's awful. If you watch the game, it it tells a different story. Their defense was was much more disruptive than Texas defense, and especially in the first half, we saw that with uh, you know some of the stops that they had, the interceptions that um, it, it. I was honestly surprised, and it's something we were questioning coming into the game. We we're like, yeah, it looks like they have a good defense, but we don't know because they've you know haven't played tough competition. Well, now they have. They played the number three team in the nation, and they they, they held their own. Yeah, even though the box score may not look like it, if you watch the game, you can tell that this is going to be a really good defense, especially uh, that defense defensive line. Um, they were getting after Ewers often, and uh, the <clears throat> like you said towards the end of the game, man. I was like, can Dylan Gabriel go down with a minute and some change left to score? And he got down there with like 30 seconds. <laughs> and we're like, oh God, slow down. Like you're yeah, actually yeah. going to leave Texas sometime, which they did. Um, and that last pass that, that Gabriel made where the like the whole pocket was collapsing. Me and JC were talking about it last night where it was he was just waiting, waiting, waiting. And at the last second, was able to get it off in, into the corner where the guy was just waiting for it. So and that was his first passing touchdown of the game. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, I didn't even realize yeah. that. It was um, one and only. I thought it, I told Clint. I thought he was throwing it away. Like the way he like just kind of threw it up. Like I didn't see that guy. Obviously, neither did Texas. Kind of just hiding in the yeah. corner there. But the way he threw it, I'm like, oh, like threw it away onto the next one. I was like, holy shit! There's there's an Oklahoma guy there. Easy has yeah. the ball. Touchdown. Yeah. Um. Something to note too. I I think if these teams play again, I might still pick Texas because. Texas had three turnovers. They 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 were, they were they lost the turnover margin uh, by three turnovers, and they had three red zone drives where they came out with three points total. Can't have that. On the other I hand, know about that. Yep, yep. Oklahoma yeah. had like six red zone opportunities and they came out with thirty four points. So you could definitely tell in, in, a, in a close scoring game where mm-hmm. it was just a four point, uh, you know, uh, spread at the end there. If you're only getting three points out of three red zone tries and the team you're playing is getting 34 out of six, uh, you're, you're probably going to lose the game. It was they're kind of lucky it was as close as it was. But like I said, uh, if it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for the rest of the year, uh, you know, barring any kind of slip up from either of these teams. But we'll probably see this game again here for the championship. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I was, think you nailed it. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I didn't realize Texas had that many yards because watching the game, it definitely 
didn't seem like that. Because like you said, like especially that like whatever, uh, not first drive, but whatever drive it was where Texas got stopped, they run the fake punt, and then they almost go three and out. And I think Oklahoma had a penalty, Texas ended up getting some points. But you're right, if I'm Texas, I turn the ball over that many times, we don't score in the red zone, and we still lose. Like, again, no moral victories here, but like I'd, I'd still be pretty confident the rest of the way going mm-hmm. forward that look this it didn't it definitely wasn't texas his best game and give oklahoma some credit too because they weren't able to take as many shots downfield like they did versus alabama like they weren't able to leak guys out and absolutely just burn them i mean they made some big plays um xavier worthy you know did his thing but, but yeah man I, i'm kind of surprised by that yardage just watching the game it didn't seem like a 500 yard output just based on how that d-line right. was playing yeah now but clean you nailed it because this is Quinn Ewer's stat line for this game. 31 and 37, 346, one touchdown. That's a hell of a game. Yeah, and you throw those, then you throw those two picks on, and it's like, okay, wow, that's not good. And just for some reference, uh, Quinn Ewer's against Bama this year, 24, 38, 349, three touchdowns, zero picks. Obviously, there's a touchdown difference, but the main thing is that the, there's a turnover difference there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, that means the world. If he'd have thrown two picks in that game, I mean, you saw it. It was only a 10-point game at Bama. So, yeah, these teams, the biggest thing I got to say is these teams will meet again in the Big 12 championship. And I'm with you, Clint. I think this Texas team would more than likely still be favored uh, in that game. But Dylan Gabriel, he showed you, I mean, he's here. I mean, he didn't have that one passing touchdown until the very end, but it was clutch. And he ran for over 100 yards, ran for a touchdown as well. I mean, this, this team's here. Dude, the way he maneuvered, and not even just that last play, but the way he maneuvered in the pocket and the way he, like, he wasn't, not that he wasn't ever getting outside the pocket, but the pocket would collapse and he would just step up and, and find a, somebody to dump it off to or just run the ball. And, like, he's not the fastest guy, but he, like, glides across the field. So the fact that he made so many plays with his legs really, I think, hurt yep. Texas. I don't know if they, you know, I, I don't think they have a lot of design runs for him per se. And I don't know what his rushing yards were for the year coming in, but to run for over 100 yards, um, especially at some key moments was was huge so i mean yeah i like i said i hadn't been like watched an entire game of, of him playing but i tell you what man he he definitely impressed me with the way just he moved around the pocket and obviously running down the field and he's a lefty so it's just fun watching him to play anyway oh yeah that's yeah, true. yeah it is fun yeah. watching lefty it threw yeah, me off at first i forgot he dropped back yeah. and i'm like what's happening what's going on yeah. and he's a, a guy that's easy to cheer for because i mean you remember he played at ucf and he absolutely destroyed his leg I think it was this guy. Remember that? And he like yeah, missed was, a year yeah. or two. Yep. So he's coming back and he's using his legs now to uh to beat teams like Texas right now. So hell of a game. So uh so you've uh, made a deposit on that Gabriel jersey now? Uh I haven't yet. Uh now yeah, down, down down to the nitty gritty about what this is really about. <laughs> well, which which way are we going with it? Because there's like Ten different ways you guys can take this. <clears throat> Listen, I'll cut you some slack, just a little bit, not a lot, because you 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 were kind of hammering it the whole way through. But yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't deserve this, a lot. Of you slack. were just sticking with your take that you had at the beginning of the year, and you couldn't come off because then you look like an idiot. So right, I respect yeah, I just, you. It's like that guy that was uh, talking to Joe Rogan when they were, they were doing some kind of like out of fan thing, and the guy was like, "I'll I'll uh I'll black out before I tap out, bitch." I think that was that kind of situation where you're like, <laughs> "I'm just gonna black out with this pick." Uh, <laughs> Yep. So, but other than that, dude, you just, I mean, you kept running your mouth the whole time about it. And I, again, I didn't expect Oklahoma to win this game. Obviously I picked Texas to, to cover the spread, but yeah, now you're in trouble. 
like where you, where you gonna find three losses? Now? I think we all picked Texas, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, we all did. So I mean, we were all dumb with that, I guess, because we yeah. lost the, that pick. But I mean, Oklahoma, we were kind of right the whole time. Like they're still a damn good team, and it's all clicking now for uh, the old Clemson guy, uh, Venables. <laughs> like it's all clicking now. So you know, they've always had the recruits. That's what we were warning you about. This team is just like Bama. Like we're still warning well, people. Hey, Bama's still Bama. And and like, that's the crazy just, thing. Maybe I should have given him more credit, or maybe given him not him more time to figure it out, but like they were just so dysfunctional last year that it didn't seem like it was like, Oh, he just needs another year coach. It just seemed like the players, oh, man, yeah. like this game last year, so, Oklahoma lost 49 to nothing. So yeah, and, I see and where you come with that. And they didn't have Dylan Gabriel. So it wasn't just based on this year, but if right. you looked at all the other games they played last year, like I said, they finished six and six or six and seven, whatever it was like, they just look so dysfunctional with Venables, even on the defensive side. That's what I'm like, this isn't something you turn around and, and run the table on. Now, Look, prove me very wrong yesterday. They look, one, very good on defense. The defensive line held up with Texas O-line. I mean, the whole game, if not, I mean, obviously played better. And two, just the way the way Dylan Gabriel played, man, I was like, that, that's a tough guy to stop. Um, they had some playmakers. Uh, I mean, Stoops' son, the little white kid running around the field, looking like little Wes Welker making some big plays. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I think the first pick, was definitely a, I mean, a great defensive play, but a mistake on yours. I think I don't remember exactly what the other one was. I think it was in the red zone. But yeah, and and give them credit for capitalizing on. I mean, right? Like, we how many times do we see where a team turns the ball over early and it's like the team can't capitalize? I know it happened in the Carolina. Who did we play? I forgot if it was the Georgia game or another one where we got a we got a turnover. It might have been North Carolina. I don't remember. But like we were getting turnovers and like couldn't capitalize, couldn't finish, and that's such a like. Just a, a just a blow to your team when like man like defense is doing something we can't punch it in and you know shout out to Oklahoma for going in there and scoring but yeah look man like yeah I've talked a lot of shit and I and I I really did feel like they weren't gonna like I this did surprise me like not them <laughs> not them having a winning season but them undefeated to this point dominating the way they are and the way they played yesterday yeah I'm I am literally like gonna have to. No offense, don't strike me down, anyone. I'm gonna have to go full nun regalia and pray for three <laughs> losses because it's. I mean, I'm in trouble. Like I needed, I needed both bets, it was man. three. Was oh oh Jacob, me and Clint are sitting there watching the game as we're talking about this. No joke. ESPN thing pops up. It shows Oklahoma's remaining schedule and their probability to win. And the lowest one was like 89. percent Everything else in the 90s. I was like, oh, it's over. Like. It is yep. absolutely <laughs> this over. This is the one you me. had to have, man. And nope. So you're going to lose both bets. How you feel about that? Uh, it's good to be right that quick, isn't it, Clint? Dude, hey, I'm going to enjoy hey. the rest of the year because I can sit back, sip my whiskey, and watch you just squirm the rest of the year waiting <laughs> to hope you hit three losses. <laughs> well, look, Kansas had a dominating win. There you go. Speaking yeah. over UCF. And there you go. So and there's, is there any one. way in hell that Rattler at this point in the season can get back over Gabriel? I'll now. And after after having this win and Oklahoma probably getting into the maybe even the top seven after this one, I think it's That's possible. Gonna, I think it's possible. It's not listen, impossible, but it's a little harder. Look, Oklahoma. <laughs> I would not be surprised. I mean, I, I would a little bit, but uh, after the way they play this game. But if Oklahoma goes and loses two games this year, like I wouldn't be all that surprised. Like it's, it's still possible that they they I don't know if I want to call it a slip up. They they're not going to be like huge uh, underdogs. They'd be losing to. I don't think, but. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely lose a game or two. So, yeah, we'll see. 
I, I don't want to overreact to it. I already did it with Kentucky. I'm not going to do it again with Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I did enough. I did tell Clint yesterday the only like the only thing I could say this week is Clint, steer me wrong. This was supposed to be a down week for Oklahoma. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they so, bucked your trend. So consistent. I mean, listen, they uh, only scored 34 points, so it's kind, it's yeah. kind of a down week for Oklahoma. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. That one's out the window. i got to find <laughs> oh, some other no. stupid stat to use. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, man. I uh, They definitely shut me up, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, they, I'm waiting for the AP rankings to come out because they should be coming out like the next hour or so. They normally come oh, out around like right. noon and everything. I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to do because I feel like you have to put. I mean, Texas has looked really good and they had that big win at Bama. Like, do you put like Texas at seven and maybe Oklahoma at six or maybe seven and eight? I mean, you have to put Oklahoma above Texas, right? Well, they didn't do that for a grand, a little different when it was what Florida and Georgia. Florida wasn't ranked. No, Florida and Tennessee. Yeah. Florida was not ranked. Came in, beat Tennessee. That's true. And then they were one behind them. But again, a little different because you're coming from not ranked to makes a little more sense. But I would think, yeah, I think it's also a close game. So it's like, do, how it wouldn't surprise me actually if Oklahoma was still behind them. Because like, how far do you really drop Texas for a four point game goes down to the wire to a top twelve team? Like, yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. What, seventh or something like that. So you'd have to put Oklahoma over them, and it's kind of like. Yeah, it's going to be I interesting to see what they do. I don't know if I would put... Well, I mean, that's a big win. I get it. But like to me, I would still have Oklahoma ranked... I mean, Washington ranked higher. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they get a lot of respect. I would too. But yeah, that'll be interesting. All right, well, I guess... It'll, I mean, the, the rankings will come out while we're doing it. So I guess we'll find out uh, here in a little bit. Um, all right, well, do you guys have any more things you want to throw my way that I need to answer to before we move on? No, you handle it good. Uh, are y'all... Are y'all down on Texas at all, or are y'all? No, like... I don't. Th- I don't. I'm not. I'm not down on them. I think they're. I think they're fine. I mean, they yeah. run the table the rest of the way and see Oklahoma again, and you know. Yeah, yeah. I think both of these teams run run it the rest of the way, and then yeah, this I will agree. be what I thought Clemson and Florida State would be. How we can almost play them, maybe you know, definitely twice, and then maybe even right. three times. Not looking good from Clemson's side. Florida State's doing their part, but this may turn around to be the Florida State Clemson. They'll definitely see each other again. And if they have another close game, and depending on what other teams do, these could be right there, four eight somewhere around there, fighting for that last playoff spot. So. The the good thing is that Alabama's still winning. <clears throat> so, which I, I don't think, regardless, I mean, it's still they were what top five at the time of when they played. So, it's still going to look really good on the resume. But yeah. Alabama, if Alabama keeps winning, gets back into the top ten, which they yeah. will be, if not this week, and the following. Speaking one, of sure. Alabama, like I think the real winner in all of this was one the fans because this is an amazing game, but two the SEC. Getting both of these teams in there, they look primed and ready to go right for right away, right in the SEC. Like Brent Venables turning right around. Texas is looking really good. Like this is perfect conditions mm. for this. I mean, right yeah, it depends on how you look at it because South Carolina doesn't play Tennessee or Georgia next year. But, you know, I've been talking a lot of shit about us going to Oklahoma next year and playing them. And that's going to be a tough one. Except for we're going to have Lenore Sellers starting at quarterback then. So. Venables better start preparing now. Watch out. I think uh, Greg Sankey, the commissioner for the SEC, was at the he was the Oklahoma Texas game. He uh he interviewed with McAfee on the sideline, and then he said he was flying out. Oh, I to, missed that. Flying out. Oh. Then he was going to College Station uh to watch what the a life. Alabama. Yeah. What a life. McAfee was like, "You see Bevo, this big ass cow? You talked to him yet?" Dude, I was dying. <laughs> I was dying, bro. I watched a lot of this uh, the game. I don't know how I missed that part, but yeah, that's cool. 
Oh man. But yeah, yeah, he did show up for a little bit. Hey, yeah, good. I mean, if you're the SEC, I mean, yeah, like I still a Southern, you know, still the South, give or take. Maybe not so much Eastern. Yeah, some other quality team. Uh, they're getting oh, yeah. really good teams. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, they're but priming right at the right time to get into the SEC. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's, dude, it's like all the conferences. Texas is back. Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma's been good for a long time, but like now they're leaving. Pac-12 is the greatest they've ever had. Now they're the Pac-2. Like, it's a weird time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Weird time. Oh. All right. Uh, a disappointing game for me. Um, not as disappointing as that one, but Ohio State Maryland. Ohio State ends up winning thirty-seven seventeen. I think they were. But did that line? I can't remember. Jacob, did that line drop from twenty to seventeen or eighteen, or did it go up? I can't it remember. Opened I know that, at seventeen and a half, I think, or something like that. I'm trying to find it again. It was eighteen and, then, and a half, and then it dropped to twenty, where I guess increased to twenty when, for Ohio State. Then it, I think at game time it dropped again. What did I wonder? Well, I can't remember if we did twenty and a half or eighteen and a half. We did twenty and a half, I believe. I wrote it down. So in that case, yeah, we, we did twenty. Good. Actually, it dropped to twenty. So we did Dang twenty. Because uh, I so the push probably yeah, it was a push. Yeah. I think we put. I definitely think I picked Maryland. We all did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. we'll take a push. But yeah, it, it to me it's like the same old, same old every year, right? Ohio State has these games where I I think it's every year with them where it's like I'm hoping they lose just because for whatever reason, and it's close, and it's a close game, and they pull it out at the end, just like it's how it goes, man. Yeah, this one was just straight up to me. It was 10-10 at halftime, and right. the adjustments, that this is where coaching actually, you see it take place in the second half. The depth that Ohio State has over Maryland and the coaching advantage they have over Maryland is exactly what happened in this game. It's not a whole lot more to say than that, honestly. I mean, they still you know, came close to right at 300 yards against Ohio State's defense, but Kyle McCord had his best game of the year. I think he had a career-high 320 passing yards. So, I mean, they kind of clicked, but again, it was Maryland's defense. So. Um, good, good look from both sides, but I think Ohio State, like I said, the difference was the coaching and the um, the depth. Clint, I, th- I think. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to ask you if you saw the thing. I didn't realize that uh, Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison Jr. played together in high school. Dude, the amount That's of times they mentioned that during the game, it just in general, oh, like the pre- only saw, only saw it one time, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, they, it was like getting nauseating how how often like it seemed like they were talking about it. No, yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, up until maybe made the game before, I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, they they mentioned that a good bit, uh, which makes sense because God, like that's that's the dude bailing them out all the time. He knows exactly where he's gonna be. Um, right. I think this game, if you just like looked up and saw the score first half, you're like, oh, but it wasn't really all that close. I think uh, Ohio State went for a fake punt and failed, so it put Maryland in, like, easy scoring position, and Maryland capitalized so they score. So it wasn't like Maryland was just absolutely destroying them, at least in the first half. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure what to make of Kyle McCord, and, like, he's not bad, but he's, I don't know, I was watching this game, like, there were several times where, especially on the, the deep ball, he underthrows the crap out of these receivers. And if it wasn't for uh, Harrison Jr., like, what... I don't I don't know how this this Ohio State team would look because he has he was bailing them out often. I think they had like a second thirty or second thirty two, something like that, someplace, and they just hooked it up to Harrison Jr. He got it, of course, converted over to the first <laughs> down. And you're just like, if you didn't have that guy, this this Ohio State team would definitely look different. And the fact that it seems like they don't have a run game, and when you don't have like, you know, a, a premier quarterback, 
you kind of want to rely on a run game. And I think they had less than like less than 90 yards or 80 yards of, of rush in this game. So well, that's a good point. Just, if, if you looked at the top 10 rankings of QBR in the season, would you call those elite quarterbacks? Like just blank, blank, like any, any quarterback, just the top 10, would you call those elite quarterbacks? I mean, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Cause he's actually sixth in the nation right now. 86. Wait, would you call him an elite quarterback? Cause I definitely wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Well, so I'm saying there's a difference there. It's like the QBR can be kind of misleading, and yeah. he oh, hasn't shown yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was surprised when I saw that. But he, like I said, this was his most passing yards yet on the season. Mm. So this is like a career high for him. But you no, know, I'll have to take that. Yeah, it's some of that. Those stats that he has are probably definitely bumped up by having those receivers. Yeah, um, which is a luxury of being at Ohio State. But right, and right. it's not like a, a big knock on. Like if you got him, yeah, use him. Yeah. We would. I wish we had. I mean, we kind of do. We just I don't know. We. Or a one trick pony for South Carolina anyway. Uh but yeah, it's 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 just interesting to see, especially when we talk about implications as far as the conference championship and then playoff talks. Uh this Ohio State team's gonna have to find uh, something a little more than just praying Harrison Jr. comes down with the football. Uh yeah. So we'll we'll see. Hey, based on what you just said, I feel like there's a bet that you and y'all two could have because this is a oh, Carolina another one. Thing. I can't wait to I'll, I'll take oh, God, Jason right now. Who's, <laughs> who's got more receiving yards on the season? Xavier Leggett or Marvin Harrison Jr.? Well, it was Xavier. Played, I know I know, I know he's not top in the nation anymore after even after last week because I know he's he was down by like forty or fifty. But I don't think Harrison Jr. was even in that list. Now they've played an extra game. I, I I still feel like Leggett's got more than him, even playing a less game. 100, like, over 100 more, and he's had a bye week already. Xavier's got 606, and uh, he's six in the country, and Harrison's got 499, 26 in the country. I mean, like, look, That's a bet right there. Who finishes with more yards? Like, shit, I think we're this both going to say Leggett because that's Ooh. just the way it's going, unless Juice comes back. Ooh, that's, that's spicy. Like I'm just flashing back six weeks ago. And if we would have said that, somebody would have slapped us upside our face and called us. <laughs> yeah, but see, when it, when said, it, who the when hell it, is this? Did yeah. you see the bets I made for Oklahoma? It, you take my South Carolina fans, see how delusional I'll get. I'll bet. Just, <laughs> I just said Spencer's going to be higher ranked than Dylan Gabriel. And like, I, Luke Doty's going to lead the lead the SEC in receiving touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, did he catch a pass at, at, at this point? Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he actually might. Who actually, all right, who has more touchdowns, touchdown catches? Kyle McCord, Luke Doty. Oh, God. <laughs> Kyle McCord. I don't even know what that dude's done rushing the ball this year, if anything. Oh, damn, sucks. Take Doty. <laughs> Dude, I feel sure Doty went somewhere and caught like 10 balls over the, over the bye week. Just doing something. He oh, had true. to. Caught a touchdown over the weekend or something. I mean, look, I think undefeated. he uh, sees the right, even though Beamer keeps saying he's number two, writing on the wall. Old Sellers is coming. Uh, I saw Sellers' uh, brother made. I know you, South Florence blew out whoever the uh, Wilson. Wilson. Yep. And but uh, Sellers' brother had uh, had some stats there, some receiving. Dude, yards he has stats when his when Norris was there. That dude's good. That's yeah. why he's committed to y'all. And did he? Oh, he didn't. Oh, yeah, he committed before the North. He was right. a sophomore okay. and committed to y'all. I uh, I heard on the broadcast yesterday Quinn Ewers was getting scholarship offers in sixth grade. <laughs> Texas for you right there. And he's not even like a uh he's not even one of those kids that's like a six five giant dude where you're just like no. hoping for potential. He's like a normal looking guy. The only thing I would have got a scholarship grade. for in sixth grade was like kickball. I was really good at kickball. <laughs> Bro, that's <laughs> what I'm definitely wasn't like, slinging the rock like that. Like yeah. <laughs> Tom Court that's, has thirteen carries, negative ten yards on the season. Damn, see, trash. Yep. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Mm. Um all right, speaking of stats. Uh, Jacob, if you don't have any on this game, let me know. 
Florida State, Votech, Trey Benson went off. Um, that's the only stat I got. All right, that's the only one I got. Because that was right. Remember, I called out and said this is going to be a big Trey Benson game, and he did it in 11 carries. This game wasn't as close as the score even said it is, in my mind at least. And we knew that coming in. Like Florida State, yeah. this padding stats and Virginia Tech's not any good. Jordan Travis, still a solid day. Nothing spectacular because all they had to do is just give the ball to Trey Benson. Dude, 18-yard so, average? That's ridiculous. insane. He had an 85-yard run. Like, ridiculous. Yeah, well, Vodtex quarterback didn't have a lot. There's a, keep looking around, man. These quarterbacks, dude. They threw for yep. Vodtech, 14-27, 104 yards. Yep. Defenses, man, out there. Like The biggest surprise to me, like, like Xavier Leggett's been a big surprise. We thought Juju would be like Hell's number one receiver, and he kind of came, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but a big surprise this year. Like Johnny Wilson for Florida State's been a big surprise. He had four receptions and another two touchdowns in this game. That and he's dude. just a dude. Yeah, he's what, gonna be six, like a top six, six, seven, like huge. Yeah, yeah. It's like Brock Bauer's obviously way number one when it comes to tight ends. This dude's like a a blend of tight end and receiver. He can kind of do both because he's such a big target, but like Dude, he's right behind Brock Bowers in my mind. This dude, just you stick him down the field. It's like uh, Kelsey or, or Gronk. You just stick him down the field, throw the ball anywhere within twenty yards. I mean, he's like going to dive and get it. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, I yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't get to actually watch any of that one. Um, I don't know if you caught any of that one, Clint. I forgot what time that game started. No, I missed most. I just, I was kind of box score watching that one. I did see yeah. we just barely all three of us missed the the spread there. I, like, yeah, it was three thirty. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna be under 500 this week. I'm not gonna lie. Just from the quick I mean, little welcome to the I club, did. dude. That's We're still counting those. We're still doing those picks. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we are. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, another crazy game, which I'm just God, I'm so mad at, man. Yeah, so, go for it, dude. So dumb. All right. USC Arizona. Um, back and forth. I, so I didn't get to watch the whole game, but pretty much I watched the end of the fourth. And then all three overtimes. Um, man, just back and forth. I'm, I'm going to get his name wrong, but I think it's Caleb Cowing, maybe, for Arizona, the receiver. Uh, Jonah, no, wait. Jacob uh, Cowing. Jacob Cowing. 10 catches, 88 yards, four touchdowns. Ridiculous. Um, two of those in the overtime periods. Um, and I'll, and I'll, I might mess this sequence up, but so at one point, so it goes to overtime. USC gets the ball first. They score and like I think Caleb Williams runs it in on like the No, maybe they ran it. Anyway, they score a few plays. First play of overtime for Arizona. They just throw it up to Cowing, end zone, touchdown, kick a field goal, tie game. So now Arizona gets the ball first. Um they move the ball a little bit, then they run a like a speed option. He tosses the ball to the running back. The ball is on the ground fumble bounces right in the running box back's arms gets the first down i was like oh god scary then uh cowing just jukes his dude over the middle they just throw a dart to him over the middle boom touchdown arizona's up again usc gets the ball back usc goes and scores so now and they now they had they both got to go for two arizona doesn't get the two-point conversion <clears> usc <throat> doesn't get the two-point conversion so now we're now it's just two-point conversions from the two-yard line uh usc scores their little two-point conversion. Okay, Cowing has been cooking the USC defense, especially in overtime, bro. One-on-one, like, they cannot, like, he's made two plays for touchdowns. And so just, you know, do what everyone does. They put the ball in the left hash. They roll out somebody to the right. You can run it with the quarterback. He's athletic. You could throw it to the end zone, leak somebody out the other side. No, what does Arizona do? This is a high-scoring game. They're throwing the ball. Their quarterback is 25 of 35, 300 yards, five touchdowns. We run a sweep? 
tossed, a sweep toss to the left <laughs> for like negative eight yards. I'm like, what are we like? Are we just paying people not to beat these good teams? Like, what do we? What kind of pool do we have in Southern California? We're like, ah, actually, you're gonna call a sweep. Arizona probably didn't run a sweep toss all year, and the dude was under center. They've been a shotgun. There's a spread team. Like, what are we doing? Like, I don't. I like seriously, who was calling the plays? I had, to, from I had to make to Arizona. Sure, like I hadn't even looked at the offensive coordinator, but it seems like a Satterfield Bobo mix in that moment. Like that's the type of shit they would call. Like the most absurd dumbassery. Like why you've done something all game? You've kept up with USC. Yeah, I don't know if that's a word, but like <laughs> so Maddie's making up new vocabulary. I like it. <laughs> like what? I mean, just seriously, what are we doing? Like I knew what, it must have been something because I mean I saw your text when I woke up this morning. Cause you were able to like catch some of the game, and I was like, "Uh oh!" And then we look at the scores, like, "Oh wow!" So I'm gonna have to go back and actually watch some of this game, bro. It, I saw the last will, play. That it will make toss. you mad. It will make you mad, bro. Dude, if yeah. you, how easy? Because like I'm sitting there, like, shit, man. Overtime, like Arizona's got to keep up. They kept the ball game. First play, tut. I'm like, oh, dude, Arizona's like legit. And then mm. the two point conversion after the in the second one, I was worried about because they didn't get it. I'm like, yeah, USC is gonna be able to get theirs. Caleb Williams didn't get it. Yeah, and man, like. I, so I don't get it, bro. So you saw most of this game or just mainly the overtime? No, I just saw like the last like four minutes, give or take, of the fourth quarter, and then and then all of overtime. Because I, so I guess I didn't like catch the rest. Because Caleb Williams didn't have like a Heisman day, two nineteen, just one touchdown to the air. But then he turned around and on the ground, forty one yards rushing, three touchdowns. I know. Yeah, one and I, think I think two of those. Overtime. I think two of those might have been in overtime. I can't remember if he definitely I saw ran the for one. Conversion in was for for one. But he, so he scored a touchdown in overtime too. Does that count um, in the stat line as a touchdown if they do a two point conversion every time? No, no, no. That not just count no. as a no, yeah, not I when they get so. to that. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like Arizona's defense, like their corners are okay, or like I don't know if just no, he took no, what dude, was given to them or if Arizona played uh, like man. To, so listen to the, end of the broadcast. Like they were like, "Yo, shout out to Arizona for playing man to man most of this night, giving." You know how good uh, USC is, especially the elite guys on the outside with Brendan Rice and what's the young guy's name? The young uh, Mario Williams. No, I might be thinking of the punt returner, so he didn't catch any balls. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of that. Ties Washington too. I don't know. What's you talking about the the electric guy that returns punts? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, freaking what's his name? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Shouted him out. He didn't. He didn't play today. I'm trying to remember his name. Yeah, Michael Jackson the third played. Um, yeah, but anyway, but still, you got Brendan Rice, you got some other guys, um, and for them to man up most of the game, and and I mean, I think it was, I think it was twenty eight twenty eight going into overtime, so not like a crazy high scoring game, at least from USC standards. But yeah, I mean, this Arizona team, dude, I'd say is really good. This was only uh, let me not butcher his name, but their quarterback, uh, Fifta, fifth, I don't know how they said it, but anyway, only, only his second, yeah, Fafita, something like that. Uh, only his second career start, but 300 yards, five touchdowns. He throws throws one pick. Like, and I mean, he did this against Washington too last week. This was his second right. career start. Like this dude, we need to give him some credit. Yeah, I mean they got a. I mean they got a good team, man. I mean the schedule hasn't been necessarily ideal for them. Um, obviously like them only beating Stanford by one and and uh, losing to Mississippi State, not a terrible loss type thing. But that was by one. Yeah, score. it was just it like, was just mad. It was just it just made me mad, man, because it was like. I thought they were going to maybe go for two uh, when they scored in the first overtime to try to get the win. Mm-hmm. And then just that play call. I'm like, bro, you can't call. Like, the guy, like, literally, just the guy's been cooking the defense. Like, 
Yeah, ah, dude, it's just. I heard Zachari- some Oklahoma fans like say that, hey, you know, now that we just beat Texas and everything, I know we had to go through one year, but I'm kind of glad we got rid of Lincoln Riley because you see what they're doing over there. I mean, I know he's still good and they got Caleb Williams, but that defense over there is not being good, man. Non-existent. Non-existent. Zach- so Zachariah Branch. Thank you. Yeah, that's the dude. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So he was. He there. must be hurt because I thought he was a wide receiver. He just also returned. Is he, he hurt? Is, or you're right. Yeah, he is. A, he yeah. is a wide receiver. He didn't play uh, in this game. Yeah. Mm. So what's up? What's up with him? I didn't see that. I didn't either. To be honest with you, man, I did not see that at all. No. Interesting. How's it looking? But up? Like I, I kind of get what Oklahoma fans are saying now. Like Lincoln Riley, just go ahead and move on from him. Let him take Caleb Williams, and then we got a better overall team. I think, dude. What if? So, Which I mean, if you, yeah. What if, you know, Riley leaves Oklahoma and, and shambles, takes half the coaching staff, takes the best players. What if Oklahoma goes to the playoffs before USC? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, think, I think they actually might because it, right now, I mean, if you said, who's got a higher chance to make the playoff? Just, just based on their schedule, it's got to be Oklahoma. Yeah. USC yeah. still has to play Notre Dame. They still have to play Oregon. And they still have to play Washington, right? And they yeah. still have the championship. And you still, yeah. So yeah, I would yeah. say definitely Oklahoma. And I mean, yeah. if you look at the last what twelve years, Oklahoma's been a better team than USC. So not mm, surprising. Yep. But that is kind of a crazy concept when you put it that way. Like mm-hmm. I would, if you bet right now, I, I would bet Oklahoma to go, which is Bobby crazy I mean, for me to totally revert to this. <laughs> like right after this game, discussion. USC is ranked ninth. Around. They're ranked ninth. I mean, Oklahoma's twelfth, and they just beat a three Texas. Like they're oh, jumping you're, them oh, right you're now. Def- oh, you're definitely yeah. jumping easy. No, no question about it. Um, well, speaking of uh, ranked games and uh, Louisville Cardinals taking on Notre Dame, dude, thirty-three twenty, man. Like, and I felt like I, I didn't get to watch, like, sit down and really. There were some other games going on, watching the Braves game at the same time. But like, for the most part, it seemed like Louisville was like kind of in control, and Notre Dame was playing catch up. Surprising to me, we talk about estimate all the time. Forty-four rushing yards as a team for Notre Dame, which I've said it. A bunch of other people have said it. Probably. You know, the best offensive line in the country, top five, right? At least can't move the ball. I know there's a few times we were watching and Louisville just eating up Hartman and the defense. And Clint was like, yo, this Louisville front is like crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Dude, they, they look good. Now, not to take Louisville, they, they earned this win. It was a good win for them. I do think, I kind of mentioned this in the, for the game. I do think Notre Dame is kind of war slap out. They had five turnovers in this game. I think they're just, somewhat dead now that's not an excuse i mean you you play obviously you play football for a reason you want these big games day in and day out but i I just think they're wore out some so i think that did play a little bit a little bit of a part it was it was a awesome atmosphere for louisville and they came they were bringing the heat i was honestly surprised i think they were extremely well coached what jeff Brom's doing there uh mm-hmm. i mean we talk about unc florida state clemson now you got to worry about Louisville because it looks like he he's building something pretty, pretty good down there in Louisville. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a kind of a dominating win, like you were saying. So, and it's and it's not the Louisville with like the freak athletes with Lamar Jackson, and then who followed him up, Jacob? Oh uh, shoot, he looked and played just like Lamar Jackson. Wasn't yeah, as good, but, he, but but he's in the he's, yeah. in, he's in the league now. But yeah, I mean, you had these like freak athletes that you could rely on, like once in a generational talent. But now they're just. We got a solid overall team, like you said. And, dude, and I, even going back to the NC State game, which was kind of a, a knockout drag out, they had this, like, Notre Dame has played them. Then, obviously, the whole emotional Ohio State loss there at the end. 
the Duke game, you pull it out at the end. Like, you're right, man. Like, just it doesn't get any easier. They play USC next week. So, like, figure mm-hmm. it out. But Hartman throws three picks. Um, I don't know if those were on him, on the receivers, good plays on the defense. I, I didn't get to see how that looked. But, yeah, dude, it, like you said, no, no excuse, Clint. But I think that's a pretty good take. Like, they're probably just mentally exhausted at this point, man. They've had, like, three of the craziest games or two of the craziest games mm-hmm. of the year for sure. Yeah. Yeah, this this was kind of crazy. I mean, Estime was uh where is it? He was he's still even after that game, still third in the nation in rushing yards. This dude was a, a an absolute animal, still is, and they held him to what was it, 20 yards? That's what I'm yeah. saying, yeah. Yeah, 20 10 yards. Carries. 10 yeah. carries, 20 yards. Like that's ridiculous. And then to flip the coin, we have to give Johar Jordan a big old pat in the back. 21 yard or 21 carries, 143 yards, two touchdowns. Like who saw that coming? If you gave me those stats, I'd say, okay, yeah, estimate ran all over. Not Johar Jordan. Like, and he is uh quietly where did I, I wrote it down for us. Where did I wrote it down? Give, give it to me. Give it yep, to yep, me. Yep, 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 yep. He's <laughs> got seven point five yards per carry. I had to figure out where my chicken scratch was. That's were. that's what I like. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's tied for ninth in uh, rushing yards so far this year. Like this dude's Definitely a draft a draft prospect and everything. Like this dude's kind of coming oh, about. Yeah. So, dude, imagine um, if Louisville had a legit quarterback. Like, I, I mean, I'm not gonna say. Are you not bad, the Jake Plummer's son right now? Wow. I mean, listen, I, I just call it <laughs> wow. like I see it, dude. If they had like a legit quarterback, well, I mean, watch out. Yeah. Well, Jack Harlow was at the game. I mean, this it was. Dude, did you see him? He was he stormed the field and the coach oh, interviewed. He's like behind the guys, like yeah, like just like a normal fan trying to get on camera. No, I didn't see that. It's actually hilarious, dude. Malik Cunningham was That's the awesome. quarterback's name. Malik Cunningham, thank you. Appreciate yep, it. Yep, he was just like Lamar Jackson, really good. But um, what does it say? What do y'all think about this? Like with Notre Dame, obviously, Clint, you said they look like really tired, but this is their second loss in uh, like two weeks, right? And yeah. Or no, they they beat Duke last week, but they lost to Ohio State the week before. I mean, we knew looking at the schedule, this was going to be a brutal four-game stretch. Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, and then USC. They got USC next week. Are they about to go five and three, like, real fast? And then right out the conversation? And then what, a week separates after all that? Then they got a week. They got Pitt. uh, And then 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 Clemson. Clemson. Yep. I I think as of right now, Notre Dame's out of the playoff picture, even if they went out the rest of the way. One, because they, they've taken already two losses, obviously. Uh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find you know, a worse one-loss team than Notre Dame uh, this year, I think. Two, they don't play a conference championship. They're, you know, they're independent. That, that always hurts them. They, they play a tough schedule every year and then also handicap themselves with no, no championship game to kind of put that cherry on top. So, yeah, honestly, they, they could win out the rest of the year, and I still don't think they're in, which sucks for them. I think one of the things that hurts them, too, is they just don't have, like, like awesome receivers for Hartman to really throw to. What was that? Are you playing The Undertaker, like, theme song, just rest just in peace, the, Notre Dame? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Shout out, shout out to our uh, – Jacob's our statistician and uh, our tech guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's really earning his paycheck. Producer, man, is, man of many hats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to retire. The uh, – yeah, but yeah, like I was saying, I, I think Notre Dame, they're a good team. It's a, it's a crazy, like we talked about this season. They've had so many great games, but when you, I, I just don't think you can, after having already two losses and not having a championship game, that you're going to be able to justify putting them in above some of the other teams at the end of the year. Uh, yeah. 
And yeah, like I said, with these receivers, I think they're just missing like that one go-to absolute yeah. guy, like a, a Harrison Jr. or something like that, that you can just count on every time to convert you those big third downs or something like that. So it sucks for them. Not, not knocking them. They're still a really good team. They just ran to a Louisville team that's on a mission right now, apparently. Seriously. Yeah. And I mean, shoot, if Notre Dame loses to SC next week and then to Clemson, they're going to have five losses. Still go bowling and stuff, but... I could see us at the end of the year doing like a after the year podcast before all the bowl games start. And we could, where are we throwing Sam Hartman if that happens? Are we throwing him in the the bad transfer portal, uh, transfer portal quarterback? Like we were just talking about with uh, the Kentucky quarterback, Devin Leary. Is he more leaning that way or the other way around? Because I mean, no, those picks I, I still think, look I good to start the year, but I think he's played well. I think, and look, I think there's still a lot of season to go. Um, I don't think we put him in because I think he's lived up. I mean, I think he's played really well um definitely better i didn't mean than to say bad i meant to say probably more of like disappointment that's probably a better it, it, way to no if, if they if they end up losing five games based on how they came in the year and how we felt about them like and, and how good he's played at wake forest yeah i would say disappointing especially for notre dame fans too you feel like you finally got they haven't had a quarterback since what like i mean i know when they had the national championship game it was Everett golson but a solid quarterback where they had brady quinn like an actual guy that like you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah i mean I don't know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think it would be disappointing for sure. Yep. So, I yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at his his uh this year's stats for him so far. He's completing 64.5% of his um pass attempts, 1700 yards, um almost 10 yards average completion, 16 touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, if he continues at that cliff, I definitely don't think you could now, will he continue that club? I don't know. He had three interceptions this game alone, so we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, you bring a good point. It's especially for Notre Dame team, man. This the beginning of this year, there was a lot of hype for him, and I was on it. I was on that hype train. Same. And now just to see it come kind of crashing down, it, it sucks to see. But that, that happens. That's football. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, Notre Dame standards, and that's why I said like they only scored fourteen against Ohio State, only scored twenty one against Duke, and they only scored twenty this week. Like he's putting up the stats, but like. Especially if you throw in those losses at the end of the year, mm-hmm. like suddenly got five losses, I think it definitely does point. Well, let's uh let's keep with the the quarterback talk. Um, let's move on to Alabama, Texas A&M. Alabama ends up winning that one twenty six to twenty. Look, I, I think A and M proved that they they are still a good team. I mean, two losses, I know to one a, a ranked Miami team, which we'll see how that plays out after after their game. But he didn't actually run the ball. He had eight carries, negative thirty one yards. I don't know how many actual sacks um A and M had, but Jacob, and you might have this, but Jermaine Burton absolutely went off this game. I mean, and he was fired up. Every catch that I saw he made, he was in Texas A&M corner's face, just jawing at him the whole time. Um, so they were fired up. I don't know what kind of trash talking was going on, but um, yeah, I mean, if you look at A&M's roster, we talked about it. This is a game that they wouldn't have surprised me if they won, especially how Alabama's plan. But Alabama does the Alabama thing and comes in here and, you know, covers the spread, of course. Uh, I think it's like two and a half. Um, but Clint, I'll start with you on this one, man. Like, did you? I, I kind of thought AM was going to pull it out maybe at the end, but, you know, I don't know if it's coaching or just still better players or what, but Milro actually did it with his arm this week more so than his legs. I, I'm going to have a take here, and y'all might not like it, but I don't care. <laughs> Dude, AM is doing this well in spite of their, their coaching right now. Their coaching is what's holding them back. Uh, that is, especially towards the end of this game. Like you're just watching, you're like, what exactly are they doing? Because I think so. I don't know, if Jacob, you're watching this game. So they go like, they're obviously down. 
we A and M goes up and is they're having to decide whether to kick the field goal or to try to score the touchdown because they needed both. They call a timeout, I think, and then they still kick the field goal. So then they take away a timeout. Then they have to still score a touchdown with one last timeout. I, dude, I was just, and then they onside kick, which rarely ever works. So then, you know, Alabama recovers in great field position anyway. So even if you do get the ball back, you're, you're going to be pinned way back. I, I think there was another moment. It was like a fourth and one situation, maybe in the first half where they were in positive territory and they punted. I'm just like, this is supposed <laughs> to be the new offense. We're talking Bobby Trent. So now I'm questioning like, does Jimbo still have his finger on the offense a little bit? Like if he's, if he's like, no, nope, we're going to punt or we're going to play this as a defensive game. Uh, Cause it, dude, Jake or JC mentioned, he wasn't sure how many sacks uh, A&M had. Uh, he had six, uh, A&M had six sacks and eight tackles for loss. And that's what I mentioned coming into this game, dude, A&M's, you know, front seven, they're, they're good. Uh, mm-hmm. now their secondary needs work. They, there were several times where, uh, some Alabama receivers got, uh, open pretty wide open anyway. Uh, but yeah, the, the Texas defense as a whole, especially that front seven is doing exactly what you hope they would do. They look awesome. Uh, and in spite of all of that, we're, we're having these weird uh, not play calls but just situational calls where you're just like what are we doing man you, you got Alabama you, you can get them and you're like trying to to screw this away I don't know that was just interesting to me to see no I'm so glad you went there first of all I want to say if you told me and I know Milro was sacked I think five times as well um, six so neither, times oh no six times yeah because yeah. and then the both teams gave up uh five and six sacks um but if you told me, if you take away the negative 31 yards, I mean, even 23 yards rushing is what Bama has. Like, okay, A&M's definitely winning that game. I don't know how right. the hell. Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. Um, especially because they did it two years ago. But I'm so glad you went there, Clint, because that's exactly what I looked up. I've got the direct comparison. You remember our old friend, Kevin Sumlin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And everybody said oh, he was like so these. shit. I like these. And yeah, yeah. this? Okay. Yeah. So both the both this is Jimbo's sixth year. Kevin Summon was there for six years, right? Oh, who I had the like losing who's going. had a losing season there? Between the two. It ain't someone. It ain't no, someone. Jimbo's exactly. Yeah, Jimbo's, Jimbo's had yeah. the losing season. Uh Jimbo, three and in bowl games, but um someone was three and or three and two in bowl games too. But he had the twenty thirteen Cotton Bowl win over Oklahoma where they had Johnny Menzel and everything. Um, but Kevin Sumlin's best year is 11-2. and two. Jimbo's is not that. I think he had like a 9-2 and two year or something like that. Um, but Jimbo's the, overall record... Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Was uh, so far, and he, again, he's in his sixth season, so this is only 66 games, but it's 43-23. and 23. Um, Sumlin in 77 games is 51-26. and 26. Mm-hmm. so 51 and 26 to 43 and 23 Jimbo like I don't even think if he wins the rest of the game this year he can't beat that like everybody talks so much shit about Kevin Sumlin and how he didn't do the job he needed to with all those you know recruits there we really have to start questioning like Clint said this coaching like does Jimbo still have his hand over the offense like you said mm-hmm. I think he does and stupid decisions like that I get what he was trying to do by kicking that field goal but like dude time's running out here you gotta be more aggressive than this especially if you're trying to upset the world and beat Bama like this like you've got to really start questioning we've we talked about this for I think the past two years like Jimbo is he on the hot seat well I'll be damn looking at these stats dude yeah I definitely think he got to he's on the hot seat because Kevin Sumlin never had a losing season I think he lost no more than four games 
or maybe one year he lost five games. Freaking Jimbo lost seven last year. Like, I mean, and I'm willing to bet too that uh, that Jimbo has had through and through better recruiting classes. Like he's had better oh, players. Oh, bro. oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. So then you're like, okay, this is really like we got the something's got to give. Like this is not how many years are you gonna give Jimbo? I mean, I get his buyout's crazy. So, but there's money at Texas A&M. I'm sure they'll they'll scrounge some some dollars together to oh, yeah. to kind of get that figured out because. What year is he in? He's what is this? Six years. Six? Yeah. Yep. In, in year five, what was our record last year? Five, five and, and seven. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Mark Rick, you talk about like Kevin Summer, maybe he got, he was winning 11 games and he got fired or whatever. Mark Rick at Georgia, kind of the same situation. Dude. He was winning like 10 games. 10 games. They fired a year. him. Now they landed Kirby Smart and they're winning championships that out. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you could tell that doesn't work everywhere, i.e., Texas AM. So, yeah. This well, is and what's weird, crazy about that too is, so when someone had the job, I don't know how many years he was there, but like, six. They they were no, I'm sorry, I don't know like when he before he made the transition to the SEC because A and M like when Manziel came in, not a high recruit. I don't even think Mike Evans. Some of those guys were big recruits, but they they were making their way into the SEC. No one, they definitely weren't having top five recruiting classes. No, like A and M's had the number one, right? They definitely weren't getting that. Obviously, maybe overachieved, found a gym in Manziel and all that stuff, but still like not the same recruiting classes. You know, and, and I don't know if for sure about this, but like Jimbo did win a, a natty with Florida State, correct? With yes. uh, Jam- with Jameis. Mm-hmm. But then yep. it's like, you're at Florida State. Traditional powerhouse. More traditional powerhouse than Texas A&M. I wouldn't say he ran the program into the ground, but enough to where A&M became a better job. And now he's still recruiting like crazy, but A&M's still like not there. It's like, at what point, like you said, is it just, is he just not really able to like, he, I know he's a big name in college football, but he doesn't be able to like to seem to be able to like really put him over the hump. Like Kirby's done, and some of these other you know coming off the Saban tree, if you will. But dude, like I'm I'm really not surprised at that. The way someone kind of get ran out of there, I Clint, I I think you made a good point. Like to the Rick thing, that's kind of how again Georgia made the exception. They got somebody that's you know has this definitely up the ante over there. Uh, but yeah, man, that that is kind of. Uh, you know, if you're looking at the hot seat thing, at least the warm seat for sure. I mean, they're still four and two. They lost to Miami and Alabama, which is not the, the worst thing in the too. world. But right, you know. it's not like this was like their only loss so far this year, and it was a really close game. And you're like, okay, well, it was a good game. We did come out of the win. Let's 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 take some notes. Maybe we'll, we'll we can salvage this year. They've already lost to a Miami team who just lost to Georgia Tech, and we'll talk about oh, that here in a yeah. second. Yeah. But my God, dude! I mean, just if I'm an A and M fan, and again. I think y'all would agree. I, I, I'm just, I'm just a fan, man. So when I, when I'm watching this, I'm like, I'd be infuriated if I was an A and M fan. Oh yeah, because like, dude, for all this, all this for what? Like, we're just not winning games. So I don't know. No, I'm with you. Yep, I'm with you. Oh and man, as far as oh. Bama, like they just keep, keep winning. So I mean, hey. they're just gonna sneakily get it, get there at the end of the year, and they just got that one loss, maybe two losses, and be playing for the SEC championship, and be right there like they've been year after year. If they don't lose another game and they win the SEC, they're in the playoff. Just yeah, the way yeah. they're ranked now, like they might, they might jump to number ten by the time the rankings come out at some point. Which I guess have, have those dropped yet? Have you? I seen? was checking earlier and I hadn't, I hadn't seen them yet. But all right, I'll let you look at that keep as we move on. on. Um, Washington State at UCLA. Uh, Washington State. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, dude. I keep confusing myself. Anyway, UCLA wins 25-17. Um, I don't know what Cam Ward's stats were like there, Jacob. If you got them, um, Washington State 
came in as a ranked team. UCLA came in as the favorite, though. Um, how did uh, how did Dante Moore look? Uh, I mean, he, he's kind of back and forth, man. I mean, he had several good games, and he had that dud against Utah. And we, I guess that was just up to the Utah coaching. They just knew what to do against a freshman quarterback. But this dude's going to be special. Um, he turned it back around 290 yards to the air, um, one touchdown. Um, he doesn't add a lot with his legs, at least in this game, which it, he probably needs to work on. But, again, he's still a freshman. He had those two picks. Um, but it was it was enough to get by. Um, Cameron Moore did the same kind of deal, 197, one touchdown, two picks. Um, surprisingly, Pac-12, the defense has kind of shined here a little bit. What world are we living in right now? Yeah, and they got defenses. Like, what the, what the hell is happening? But, um, but yeah, I, I remember when I was pre-gaming or looking at this game and, and previewing it, I was like, what Dante Moore are we going to get, man? And just he, he showed up this time, so UCLA won. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you other than that. <laughs> Because, I mean, these are late games normally. I forgot what time this game was, but um, I don't get to see right. UCLA play much as much. So, I mean, this was a 3 o'clock game. I should have watched it. But, I mean, Dante Moore, man, it just, he's a five-star. He's got the talent. Cam Ward finally had a mediocre game. Um, mm-hmm. So, Clint, what did you see? No, I think uh, UCLA's defense is the reason they won this game. Uh, they were outstanding, honestly. Like you said, Cam Ward was only had 197 yards, one TD, two interceptions, and on with Cam Ward standards, that's not that's not how he usually plays. Uh, in rushing, Washington State only had 25 yards, and that sack adjusted. If you include the sacks, they had 12 rushing yards. So UCLA wow. through and through defensively handled Washington State, a Washington State team that we've been pretty high on and scores pretty handily every game. So shout out to UCLA, man. That, that's a that's a great win for them. And like God, just the Pac-12. The the only thing that's saving the rest of the nation right now from the whole playoff being a Pac-12, uh, just a Pac-12 show, is that they have to play each other and yes. they're going to start going to cannibalize each other here soon. So, uh, yeah, but that yeah, great game for UCLA. Great defensive uh, showing there. I never thought those words would be associated with the Pac-12. I know, right? Normally, it's yeah. like the SEC kind of or the Big Ten maybe. Uh, but no, not this year. Not in their last year. RIP. Cue the Undertaker music. Um, <laughs> UCLA ran 97 plays, by the way. I just saw that. That's, That's Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's the coach there, right? Oh God, dude. Now, in this day and age, uh, when yeah. with, the, with, the, with the clock running changes and all that, you're still running 97? That's, dude, that's a lot that's of abs- football. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Vintage Chip Kelly there. Yeah, no, no kidding. Oh, man. All right, one of the, uh, one of the bigger stories of the weekend. Um North Carolina, Syracuse, North Carolina handled them easily, forty to seven, easily covered. Um, you know, after uh, air quotes, new info being sent to the NCAA by the school apparently that they didn't have before. Devontae Walker um, is finally deemed eligible to play. He does play six catches, forty three yards. I'd imagine he's still been practicing on a regular basis. Obviously, not practicing with the ones if he's ineligible. Like that's a, you know, that's not beneficial to the rest of the team. But look, you know, for obviously me not being a North Carolina fan at all, especially with plan in the beginning of the year for him to finally get on the field and what is an absolutely absurd thing why he wasn't eligible anyway to get in and make some catches um big time um and drake may like i I didn't get to sit down and watch the game but just looking at the quick stat line man throwing the ball over 400 yards running the ball for 50 yards and a touchdown um you know i don't know if he's going to be able to jump back in the heisman conversation with the crazy quarterback play also from the pac-12 but an absolute dominant showing um, from North Carolina, Clint. I'll start with you, and and not. I know you because of how Syracuse. Because I know you did. I think pick Syracuse to cover. 
do you do you feel this is more on Syracuse or is North Carolina like finally getting their kind of mojo back? What do you think about that? Uh, I think a couple things here. One, I do think it's uh, Drake May specifically getting his mojo back. We talked about him this year, not really been in any sort of conversation for you know Heisman or anything along those lines. And he just went right. off like the one the, the one week we're finally like, okay, maybe Drake May is just gonna have a down year. He's like, never mind. I'm going to throw for what it was, 440 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> All right. Thanks, dude. Uh, lose some money on that one. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it was that. Uh, that It wasn't just him throwing either. They had two hundred over 200 yards rushing. Uh, Syracuse did not show up defensively much at all this game. So I think, one, UNC definitely has stepped up and finally kind of figured out what they're doing here. Two, I think Syracuse, maybe we overreacted on them as well with how close they beat Clemson. And uh maybe they're just not that great of a team not bad but it's just they they unc manhandled on this game when i looked at the score i was kind of surprised i really thought syracuse not only had a chance to keep it close but to win this game just about the way they've been playing so far this year and how they play clemson and things like that so yeah uh it's, it's we'll see how i don't know if syracuse is just like screw this i think we were talking about this during preseason where syracuse was it last year or year before where they went like six and zero to start the season, and then they finished like six and six or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's another one of those situations. I won't call it that, but yeah, it's starting to look familiar again. So I guess we'll see. Yep, I, I learned two things from this game. Syracuse is very much like Florida when they're not home, they're not as good, and they got that dome up mm-hmm. there, and they they're better there. Um, but yeah, this is scary, especially from a Clemson's perspective. Not that we had much hope anyway before the the Wake Forest game. Uh, of making it back to the ACC championship, but with Louisville doing that to Notre Dame and they're still undefeated and with North Carolina doing this and Florida state, they're all three probably going to come close to running the table for us getting back, not looking good, but especially getting Drake made a look this way again, basically 500 yards and four touchdowns. Like we can kiss it goodbye. I know we get North Carolina later in the year at Clemson and we'll that, that could possibly change it, but North Carolina will start to lose another one. Um, and I'll be at that game cheering my ass off. But <laughs> Drake May, man, this this dude, he's coming back and he's coming back with a vengeance. So yeah, that's hey, you, the two things I learned. You guys you guys don't play Louisville this year, right? Right. We don't. Okay. I didn't think so. Uh, man, that would have been <laughs> add to the gauntlet. Yeah, we that thought that like, hey, they they skipped out on not having to play us, but damn, we skipped out on not having to play <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, 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 seriously. <laughs> no joke. Um, all right, let's move on to this. This next one's kind of crazy. Uh, Oregon State, Cal. The over-under was at 51. So Oregon State had the over by themselves, <laughs> scoring 52 points. This is 90, football. 92 points scored total. Oregon State wins 52-40. to 40. DJ throws five touchdowns, three of them to one receiver, um, Jack Velling. Um, man, I tell you what, in a, in a time where you know I picked him to cover based on how they played against Utah, um, the defense obviously played very well. I didn't think this was going to be this kind of game. I thought Oregon State was actually going to win by 20 and maybe be in that 20 to 30 point mark on them and then shutting down this team again. But holy cow, yeah, I guess, you know, the Pac-12 is just doing holy Pac-12 cow. things. Oh, man. Um, a game I didn't get to watch. I think this was a later one as well. Um, Jacob, what did you think of DJ and his five touchdown performance? Yeah, this is 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Um, and I like how you said, holy cow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Oregon State nine and a half. So they just dude, Vegas does it all the time, don't they? Just they covered it right away, like twelve points, nine and a half. Like that's too close to whatever. But was um, it twelve? Was that the? Yep. I mean, it's fifty-two to fourteen or forty. So they won. No, by no, 12. no. I mean, what was the spread? Twelve. The, the spread was oh, nine and a half. half. So that was like oh, close. 
I thought we. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I had something else. Wait, it was eleven and a half. No, 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 no. That was something I had written before. It was not half. No, but they just get these spreads so oh, close so they all covered, the time. No, I picked them to cover. Oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. We still, we still picked them to cover. I believe. Did I? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. I'm happy about that. But dude, yeah, like. Yeah, we all did. After seeing Cade's performance, I'm like, hey, yo, DJ, I still have your phone number. Um, want to kind of come back? And I'm just kidding. He he's in a better <laughs> spot out there, at least playing Cal, maybe. But um, he looked better this game. Only six incompletions, five touchdowns, like you said. Um. Didn't use him on the ground as much, but didn't didn't really need to. So didn't get to see a whole lot of this game. But dude, Oregon State being five and one, I didn't see that coming. I mean, the DJ. I mean, we talked about how good they were last year. They kind of surprised us when we did the the pre uh, previews for this year. Like, oh shit, yeah, they were good, and they got DJ. Like, the only loss this year is at Washington State by three. So, um, right. So they got UCLA, Arizona next. Those two maybe tough games, and then they go to Colorado. That would be a, a fun one to watch. Um, so they still got their work cut out, especially ending the year Washington, Oregon. Um, but yeah, five and one, I think Oregon State fans are happy right now. I'd say. I'd say. Oh, Beavers are happier than us. I'm just giggling, thinking about previews when JC was losing his mind. Us talking about Oregon State actually might be indecent this year. Yeah, TJ's no good, and I he, right there. Yeah, it's sad too to hear you like happy for somebody that like left and is doing better. It's like. It's like, like maybe a girlfriend <laughs> that left you and is like dating like an absolute don't do this of a to me. dude and you're just don't like I'm happy for you. Me. I'm just happy you're happy type. Oregon State's the dude I should <laughs> I should be worried about. <laughs> yeah. Swear. Yeah, well, it depends though. Like is she doing okay or is she doing like way better than you, you know? That's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. How do I feel? Am I yeah. salty or uh... oh man. Yes, All right, let's let's move it on. Um Ole Miss in Arkansas. I know Ole Miss was eleven and a half. I'm sorry, 11-point favorites, I believe. Um, and Arkansas, man, they kept it close. I think they were actually winning uh, maybe by a field goal. I can't remember. Close into the game, Ole Miss ends up pulling it out um, 26-20. Um, hey, look, I, I don't know if this is a knock on Ole Miss or Arkansas when they want to play to the capabilities they can play. They can keep up with a lot of these teams in the West. Um, but yeah, I, another game, dude. There's so many games going on, man. I didn't really get to catch um, any of this one, so I'm not really too sure how it played out. 7:30 game, we had a lot going on at that time. Um, probably same to you, Clint. I don't think we really had that on uh, with all the other stuff going on. No, I I will say though, like, is this more of a Arkansas can be decent, or is this more of a Ole Miss really isn't that good of a team? Because I'm starting I to think, lean toward the the Ole Miss side of that. I think it also just goes to prove that LSU's defense is horrendous. Honestly, LSU's oh, yeah. defense is really, so. So yeah. is uh, yeah. So is Ole Miss's and KJ threw for two fifty, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. I mean, he did not have a great game. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing, so maybe there was something underlying there that I'm I'm, I'm missing. But no, I mean, Ole Miss, Ole Miss did uh stuff their their run, and I didn't see how much like how much did uh, who we talking about Ole Miss, Arkansas? How many how many yards did they rush for? Uh, 36 yards. Yeah, I thought it was real low. So Ole Miss at least did that. Um, Plus, I'm saying Ole Miss, and they're not good defensively. I mean, they let right. LSU run the ball and them. Yeah. And Arkansas can't run. That's, it's just odd, especially when they kind of rely on that. So, Oh, yeah. dude, that's like, oh, that's what they are. Rocket yeah. Sanders and KJ Jefferson running the ball is like their bread and butter. And yeah. Yep. I mean, this is the perfect game of like the Jackson Dart experience or maybe even the Lane Kiffin experience. It's like Oklahoma, man. That one week they're good, one week they're not. Jackson Dart's up and down. Yep. Even this year, like with the, the 
two backup quarterbacks they have, like trying to push them along and stuff. Like you saw what he did against LSU, like putting up freaking a ridiculous number, like almost 450 yards total yards and um, five touchdowns. Like just doing that and turn around and doing this. Like this is the perfect Jackson Dart experience. Yeah, yeah, no joke. I'm trying to see um, if um, Arkansas is even going to make a bowl. Okay, so they're two and four so far this year. This is who they have left. Yikes. They have Alabama. So that's a loss, probably. Yeah. I mean, God willing, something crazy happens. I don't know. Uh, so they have Alabama, Mississippi State, probably win. Florida, Auburn, FIU, Missouri. Mm. So FIU Dude, will give them a the win. Be, that's at Florida. Fuck that. I'd give them and Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. So they're that they're that's four that's wins. Four. Dude, they might not be bowling this year. That's Dude, tough. Five, which is five wild. Be there. Yeah, because they're not a bad team, man. They're no, not. We thought with the returning, you know, Rocket Sanders and KJ, they'd be up there. Yeah. But holy shit, man, yeah. it's tough, tough out there on the old west side of the SEC for sure. Oh man! All right, obviously one of the uh, more talked about games. How this one ended? Um, just an absolute blunder of a coaching mistake. Then that's treading lightly on that. Clint, I'll start with you on this. Miami, Georgia Tech. I think Miami came in as like 21 point favorites. We talked about Georgia Tech's offense. Um, and look, we were pretty high on Miami, right? They they played AM really good. They were running around, running fast. Um, mm-hmm. Looked like they were maybe a, a potential team to beat in the ACC. And just absolutely, the thing that I think is always going to happen when a team does this, when they run the ball and don't kneel, this is the thing you would be scared of. And, and lo and behold, not only does that happen, you then allow them to go down and score a touchdown. Just watching this, like, what is your initial, like, I see you shaking your head, like, your initial thought on this is, like, I mean, it's crazy, right? Like, how does it, how do we do this at, at major college football? So, as wrong as I am sometimes about college football, this is one of the rights that I've had, so I'm going to put it on the pedestal because I have so few. But I think we were all on the same page. When we came into the season, we talked about Mario Crispall. He's an outstanding recruiter. He recruited anybody in yep. the nation. He sucks as a coach. He is not a good coach. He's He's good. From Sunday morning to Friday night. On Saturdays, coach sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just saying. He's not, you're not wrong. We have, you have facts to back it up. <laughs> yeah. And I was reading some uh, discussion board stuff. I forget where at. And somebody brought, this is not the first time that Mario Cristobal has done this. Back in like 2018, maybe. You stole my set. No, oh, way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's you. Oh, that was oh, the my one bad, dude. Uh, no, go for it. That's all you. Yeah, love, uh, but you probably it. have exactly what happened. But yeah. it was some almost the something very, very almost identical where yep. it was the same kind of situation where instead of kneeling it, they did. So you think he would have learned his lesson? If you're dumb, at least learn your lesson. Lesson, and he he didn't do that because he tried it again, and it doesn't okay. make sense. Like why? Because I I went back and I watched that 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 final like six minutes of that game just to see like what the vibe was and like how right. it played out. And yeah, I was just trying to see if like maybe there's something underlying that maybe we just missed and. Right. There's a reason he did what he did. No, dude, there was no reason for him to do what he did. <laughs> and Georgia like, Tech had no timeout. It's not like you're. I, I guess right. sometimes where they have one timeout and like you could just kneel and maybe punt it or like, all right, let's try to get a first down and just end it. Right. I, I could see a little bit of that, but having no timeouts because mm-hmm. they, they took the lot. They got the first down. Georgia Tech took their last timeout, and there was like a minute and change left, like a minute eighteen or something like that. Right. Enough to where they could have nailed out the vast majority, the bit seconds left, like. Nothing that Georgia Tech could really done anything with, uh, and this is what happens when you when you're not smart from the first snap of the game to the final whistle. A, a team like Georgia Tech <laughs> might get you, and it happened. They fumbled the ball, 
Haynes, how somehow they let him go seventy? What was like seventy five yards or something like that? I don't know what it was. Well, so, so that's my thing, right? You make the obviously biggest mistake, right? You they strip you the ball, and now they got to go drive down the field. Yeah, and you do the other one thing you can't do is there was three black jerseys, and you let a guy leak out behind you. Yeah. But what is what is the number one thing? Probably in all the sports, right? Where they're especially basketball mm. and football, keep the guy in front of you, and so they had no timeouts, no timeouts, and we're so talking like wild. like seconds on the clock. Yeah, and your guy just leaks out, but like, come on, man! Like, what that are we? Stadium? What are we doing? Was so quiet. I I've replayed like four times. Like, dude, devastating. Just dude, so devastating. Yep. And like, they're panning at Mario Cristobal, and you're looking at him, and he's like, "What?" Even I feel like to himself, he's like, "What am I doing, man? Like, what just happened?" Did you see the player, the Miami player? It was some uh. lineman, and they show him on the sideline, and like, you can read it. They put the subtitles. He's like, he's like after the game, like kind of like tears in eyes. He's like, he's not talking to anyone, just to himself. He's like. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And he, yep. you could easily see that. I was like, dude, man, I. Yep. W- how do you come back as a player? It's like anything the coach tells me, bullshit. Like, no, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm good on that, bro. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yep. No, because the clock was running. So the kind of yeah, the clock was running after that second down play from one minute and seventeen seconds, and they fumbled the ball with thirty three seconds left. If you go back and like you said, Clint, watch this. They had like five or eight seconds left on the play clock when they hiked the ball. It could have gone underneath 40 seconds. So all they had to do was kneel the ball, and the game was over. They decided to run the ball, yep. and then all that shit happened. But no, you stole my my stat, which is amazing. I'm so glad <laughs> other people remembered this because Mario Cristobal did this back in 2018. It was 4-0, number 7th-ranked Stanford at Oregon. Uh, Oregon was 3-0 at the time, I think, or 3-1. They were 20th in the nation. This was KJ Costello versus Justin Herbert. Um, that's how old this is. And uh, Bryce Love was on that team, too, for Stanford. That that even blows my mind, too. Oh, wow. Yep. So what happened there, um, there Oregon was leading 31-28 at home with the ball at near midfield, just like they had here. Um, they had – Sanford had one timeout left. All they had to do was kneel the ball down. And instead, they give the they hand the ball to C.J. Verdell on a, two, on a second and two. Fumbled the ball. Stanford took possession with 51 seconds left. Drove down to tie the game with a field goal. Going to overtime, and Stanford wins 38-31. Like he could have done the same thing there, and he's done it now. History repeats itself, and this—I don't know what or uh, Miami is going to say about this. Like I know the the boosters, the fans may not like give him any more money. Like you can't, you can be the recruiting director now, but we need to get a yeah, different head coach. Like what the hell? Dude, it's funny. I, all I did was pull up on my phone Instagram. No joke, bro. First thing that pops up, it said Mark Cristobal does this five years ago. I just sent it to y'all because it's got the video of it. I can't <laughs> yeah. believe that happened. As you were talking about it, it comes up. Yep. In that scenario, though, it looked, like, it looked like Stanford did have a timeout. They did. But still, which, okay, kneel the ball, make them use the timeout, and then if you absolutely need to run the ball, do it. Or at the end of, like, uh, even at the end of the uh, Texas A&M Bama game, their last play was Milrow kind of just ran the ball around and just mm-hmm. chucked it as far as he could type thing. But but yeah, man, I don't know how you come back. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. If they had a timeout, you can you can explain yourself. But dude, there's no like, it's just absurd, man. It's like, dude, and, know, and first off, they should never even been in this situation. How this game is this close? Beyond yeah, right. Me. right. Um, but similar to this, like Texas A&M situation, uh, maybe even to a worse degree. It's like, man, these. These kids are winning in spite of this team or in spite of this coaching staff. Seriously. Um, which is because they are very, very talented. Watch out. Watch out. If, the, if this continues this year, that, that, 
transfer portal is going to be hot with Miami players if they can't figure this out. So that's true. Well, Clemson won't be getting any of those guys, so Ooh. they're going to come up to Columbia and play <laughs> play in this SEC. That'd be nice. <laughs> I'll take them. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take them, man. Uh, we we definitely our coach might not be the smartest, but he ain't doing that. No, no. Tell you what, he knows what I'll love is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, dude. All right, I don't. I didn't have any money in this game. This next one, but Missouri LSU. I talked about it. Was pretty spot on, dude. Hey, man, it's noon. LSU's gonna get hit in the mouth early. It's haunted, not as haunted as Jacob said it was. But they, this game is back and forth the whole time. Jaden Daniels even goes out at the end for a few series. I think thought Missouri was gonna figure it out, and they had a, uh, they had a fourth and thirty-two. Then I think was that that game they tried anyway. Into the game, they th- literally just throw a pick six to end the game. The spread was six. They had it. They were down by like three. And they throw a pick six. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Clint's Clint's on the other side. Clint picked LSU. Needed a miracle. Got a miracle. Oh, man. I've I've been on the other side of some bad beats this year. So it's nice to be on this side of it, man. Oh, it feels so good. That just like the wind just like got knocked out of me. Sitting, I was like, that really just happened? Like, I didn't have money on it, man. I was like, damn, man. But uh, yeah, man. I think I think Missouri Brady Cook. Um, there's just kind of how Missouri always is, man. It's just a solid football team. And right now, now, Brady Cook's different this year. They haven't had a quarterback to that level. I know LSU's defense sucks, but 411 yards, you don't well, see that from there. No, well, but I'm saying in the past though, you go to Chase Daniel, Blaine Gabbert, and what's the dude that plays for Seattle? Um, Geno Smith. No, no, no. White dude that played in Missouri. Oh. You got the Russell Wilson trade. I always forget his name. Oh God, him. They came from Denver. Yeah, he. So he's a Missouri kid. Simeon. No, no, that's not who it was. He's on the roster right now. Man, back up. Yeah, the young guy. He looks like a little baby. I forgot. I know you're talking about though, but I forgot his name. But anyway, so like they've had some solid quarterbacks in the past, but and I honestly, uh, I'll I'll give the Clint because he touched on last night too. It's like LSU's like had a a crazy good offense, Uh, but like defenses. You know, not even there at all, like costing them games. Yeah, I mean, especially the first half of this game, LSU defense was the same thing we saw during the Ole Miss game, was non-existent. They, why they even fielded eleven players, it didn't make sense because they weren't doing anything anyway. I will say though, the second half, the LSU got defense got a little bit better. I'm not gonna say they were great, but they actually were coming up with some stops. Um, I, I honestly didn't think that Brady Cook would be able to score. Now I will say he had he looked a little shaky at times, not bad, but had some throws. You're just like, man, you re- he probably really wants those back. But right. Still, I, I was surprised just that Brady Cook in this offense would be able to keep up. That's kind of what I mentioned in the preview would be able to keep up with the scoring of um, LSU, and they were. I mean, LSU was yeah, they're a good team, and um, I mean they've definitely had quarterbacks before that that like to sling it around. Uh, and Brady Cook started slow this year, but. Um, he, he's, he's probably the reason this was as close as it was. Uh, they, they schemed up really well, especially during that first half. There, there were some plays where you're like, oh man. But again, that's just the LSU defense. So you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. Um, I will take that cover all day long. I don't care how it happens. Pick <laughs> six, the last seconds of the game. I don't care. Um, yep, fair enough. But yeah, uh, LSU's, I don't say they're lucky to get away with this one, but this, this could, this could have been bad. I'm who's carrying? A, uh, who, sorry, yeah, let's see. Who's carrying the team more this year, Jalen, Jaden Daniels, or uh, Caleb Williams? 
Mm. I'd say I think I think Jaden's got less to work with. Yeah, I would say. And I would say Jaden's had a tougher schedule. Oh yeah, easily. I would, I would agree. So I would, uh, I would say yeah. if Jaden don't slide, if Jaden don't learn to freaking slide it every once in a blue moon, he ain't Seriously. gonna be carrying nobody. He's gonna be broke up <laughs> on the sideline watching somebody carry the team. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're gonna be carrying him off the field. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now uh, when he did get knocked out, I don't know if y'all saw the play. It wasn't really. His I didn't fault. see it. No. It was sucked too. It was on a penalty, so it didn't even count. But he ran in for a touchdown, and after he's he crosses the line, he was definitely across, like you know, the end zone. He right. gets smacked like hard, mm-hmm. and that's what put him out for a drive or whatever. Um, but there was like a holding play on the on, or a holding call on the play, so the touchdown didn't even count. So he got smacked for no reason. Oh, um, was yeah, it a concussion protocol or like ribs or something? I didn't see. No, he looked like he got like yeah, like ribs or gutted or like winded. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he took a pretty good lick. Uh, Drew Locke, by the way, that's who I was trying to think. Drew Locke, that's right. Yeah, I wanted to say because they also had Matty Mock, didn't they? Oh my god, yeah, in yeah. between, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dude, yeah. he's that's what I'm saying. They get these like little. Now he wasn't an NFL guy, but yeah, dude, they get these solid guys you can yeah, throw these the ball around. Scrappy <laughs> gunslingers, yeah, yeah, man, that's well, what a so name. This dude. gives uh, Jaden Daniels 19 touchdowns on the season, passing touchdowns, ridiculous that's numbers. Got to lead the dude. country, right? I think so. Maybe Penix is up there too, but damn, yeah, that's that's a good bit, I would say. Um, all right, let's uh from that disappointing non-cover from my point of view, but uh, <laughs> Miracle there for old Clint Jacob. Which one did you have in that one? I had Missouri, so it hurt me too. Dang. But hey, yeah. Clint needs to win one every uh, now and again too. So yeah, hey, true, I'll true. take. It. All right, <laughs> last uh, last top twenty-five matchup. I don't have a lot to say on this because I didn't watch it. But Fresno State number twenty-four traveled to Wyoming, five and a half point favorites. I know I, I I believe I took Wyoming to cover the points. Wyoming ended up winning the game outright. So Fresno State short lived top twenty five matchup. Maybe uh maybe Clemson jumps in there at this point. I, I think you guys deserve to be well, ah, maybe not. Well, we're get, we're gonna get to it right after we'll get this to that. One, but but uh yeah, any anything on this get guys and we'll move on to the Clemson game. You said you had uh Fresno or you had um I had Wyoming. Did you? I yeah. believe so because I remember I picked. I'm about Fresno. to go back to the tapes. Or did I? No. <laughs> they, hey, no, see, no, you're right. Now, no, no, I'm no, starting no. to understand why your record no, no. is so good. Yeah. No, everything. Right. You have them. you have mine written down. No, that's you're how right. I know you're full no, of crap. That's I, why I, 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 I No, I think I switched because. So this is the reason I was thinking that <laughs> when Fresno State was ranked 25, I said I think they're going to be worried about being ranked 25, so they're not going to cover. They didn't cover this week. I said, hey, they're back. They're ready to cover. They didn't. My bad. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did something similar with Washington State too. This, this no, week no, that well. yeah, that yeah. whole spread that that game is confusing <laughs> me. Whatever the spread thing in my head, how I saw it, that game, my brain scrambles. I don't know. I read the spread wrong from the get go, and I have not been the same since. So right, you wrote enough. it down. You're gonna have to tell me because I, I don't know. But <laughs> go ahead, anyway, Jay, what you got? No, I mean this game. If, if I wasn't over there punching myself in the face because of the Braves game, I should have given this a watch because it was on Fox at eight o'clock. Um, should give some respect to these two teams because they've both been playing pretty good mm. this year. But mm. um, yeah, I had Fresno five and a half too. So yeah, take another fat L on the face with that. Uh, Wyoming's well, mean, uh, five and one this year. The only losses to Texas. Wyoming's yep. Pretty good team. Yeah, and Fresno five and one now. Dude, so. okay. So Wyoming, Wyoming should be top 25. They should be number 25. Yeah. Mm, I think they will be. Let me replace them. Yeah. Replace Fresno with Wyoming. Just based, just based now, on but, what you just said, Clint. Do you think they should kick out Kentucky? Where were they at again? Kentucky yeah, was nineteen. I think nineteen. No, I don't think. No, you lose yeah. the number one team. Uh, I don't think. Though, who, yeah. who are you making room for? Like who? who, who you well, who out? else has dropped out? 
Oh, uh, does, Missouri, does Missouri get dropped out at 21, losing by 10 to LSU? Possibly, but it's probably. not much. At home, yeah, they probably. Does UCLA get in the top 25 now, beating number 13 Washington State? Mm. They're 4-1. and one. Only losses uh, at Utah, I believe. Probably not. So Miami's dropping. Is Miami dropping out? I... They better. 17, that's some ways to go, but I think 17 is a ways to go, especially for the way it happened because like, it shouldn't have happened. Or do just you just so like, like, no, you guys are dumb. You're out. Like, I, like yeah, yeah, like a learn your lesson. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's I'm curious as how how they feel. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, no one really watched that game. Sorry. No offense. Moving on. Uh, a game I did not get to watch either. I had to rely on Jacob, who seemed a little stressed out because you guys are coming in as like 20 something point favorites to 21 point favorites to Wake Forest home game I picked you guys cover I think Clinton picked you guys cover and pretty sure Jacob picked in the cover so what the hell happened it was a mistake yeah the pick is not in our actual picks um that we tally up because not it wasn't top 25 game um good thing but yeah Clemson was favored 21 um man I I don't know where to start because the 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 thing I think I want to say first is like, hey, I, I, out of you know Clemson's expectations is where I get frustrated at, and it, it's not fair necessarily, I guess, but it is because of where Dabo has put us at. Because we still won, we still won. It was a four. We're we're at four and two. We we go from three wins to four wins. I think that's the main thing, and I think if you ask Dabo, that's what he's saying now. Because after losing those two games, we almost have to reevaluate where we're at and like redo our expectations like it's going to be hard like we talked about earlier for us to even get to the acc championship with the louisville being undefeated right now north carolina doing what they did florida state you know they're definitely going to be in there so we have to reevaluate playoffs not even in the hopes anymore it had to take a miracle for us at this point and i don't even think that will do it for us this year so we have to really reevaluate where we are but knowing the amount of players we have on this team mainly on the defense obviously I mean, the defense did its job yet again. I have to, I keep coming back after watching these Clemson games and, and basically saying that every year or every game. It's like, okay, the defense did its job for the most part. Even against Florida State in that high flying office, it took them overtime to get to 31. Um, right. Like, we, we've still got guys on this team that are just top top five defense in the nation. And and Cade, Cade Klubnik, he just, he even said, like, after in his post game, like, this was one of the most inaccurate games I've ever been, I, I've been a part of. Like, he he missed guys wide open. There was one that it was like a, a long post route to the middle of the field. There was nobody there, and he overthrew the guy 10 yards. And I don't know if y'all saw that replay or not. No. Like, that was a 25-yard pass, and, like, he just completely missed him. Um, it's just the execution, man. It's just another – and I remember, like, um, I think we were down the red zone. It was the first drive of the second half, and we drove the field. And then we had fucking seven or eight plays within their five-yard line and still kicked a field goal. And then missed it. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you? Make and then it? fucking missed the field goal too. <laughs> it's like the the red zone this year has been historically bad. God, uh, we just execution is just not there. And, and I understand Cade is technically like a freshman. This is he's a sophomore. This is like his first full year. But like Will Shipley, like after Cade completely messed up a snap count in that, Will Shipley got in his face. You saw it on the field. He was in his face like fucking. Like uh, Spencer Strider was wanting to stay in after the seventh inning. He was like in their coach's face, like saying, "No, I'm fucking staying in." Well, Shift was like, "Get your fucking shit together." Like we again, we won the game, so like I shouldn't be that upset. But 
No, Wake was be. a decent team. They were three and one, but they're not the same team. Mitch Griffiths is not fucking Sam Hartman. So like this game last year was a damn good game. And it was like forties. It was like 40 to 40 something last year. If I remember correctly, like that was a game that you want to see. This game was a defensive struggle, a lack of execution. It's just a continuous thing every single week. And we just keep expecting it to kind of get, get back on the rails and we're just not there yet. And Dabba just seems to be, again, I didn't see his post game press conference. Like I should have this morning, but like, he just seems to be like, okay with it in a way like, okay, going into the, the fourth quarter last night, he was saying in his little interview before the, the quarter started, he's like, don't like that. We're here, but we're here. We just got to get in this fourth quarter and we got to basically <laughs> got to finish this game. We got to finish. Strong. We got to do better. What we, what we have been trying to do is finish these games and, we won, but it's like not inspiring whatsoever. <clears throat> so I'm done for now. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> no, dude, dude I, I, I didn't get to watch it. But. You, you give us the platform to vent, and we'll do the same for you. That was, I, I was, I was looking at uh, some highlights and then the the box score a little bit. It looked like yeah, the, what you were saying. I just couldn't finish drives. Uh, so it's been all year. Yeah, that's that is unbelievably frustrating, especially when you can't kick field goals. That is, no, yeah, I don't know what to do there. Like that kid that's come in, a kid, he's like a four-year kid, I think. And he just, he was here to make the chip shots, to make the layups. And he's not been doing that. So I, at this point, I, I, mean, I don't know what other Clemson fans are saying. I don't know what they're saying in camp or anything like that during practice. Like, do we get Jonathan Weiss out of here? He's going one for two again. Like he's making his extra points, but like, do we just bring in Robert Gunn and let him do that? Because I think Robert Gunn, I, there's actually a statistic if you look it up. Robert Gunn is like leading the nation, I think, in uh, kickoffs, like for touchbacks. Like he's got the hell of a leg, but like, just let him work on his accuracy and maybe let him kick the rest of the year. Cause the other dude's not going to be here. This dude's a freshman. Let him kick. I don't know. What am I talking about? I'm pissed. I mean, can <laughs> Ian, Ian made a couple 40 yarders and he was out there for 10 minutes. Yeah. If you were out recruiting him. offensive lineman a few weeks ago. I'll, I'll take Ian. Hey, there dude, you go. Tell you what, it's a lot harder. To fi- well, I don't know. I'll tell you <laughs> what though, dude, if you guys keep this up, Clemson's kicking woes is number two on the list behind Iowa as a whole fucking organization. But you guys are slowly like that was a good like that made me laugh really hard when you said y'all had eight plays in the red zone and kicked the field goal and then you missed it. Like that's just that's, I think uh, that was I know we missed eight field be, goal. That's, after that's not that. gonna beat the Gamecocks. I'll tell you that might be Wake Forest. Ain't gonna beat the Gamecocks. Not not in Willie B. I dude, don't know, man. Not it, bro. And we're getting eight guys, sacks on y'all right now. You. Oh, doesn't matter. It's still 70% completion percentage. If you guys miss a field goal from 30 yards in Willie B, that place will go bonkers. And I will be there for it. I mean, Georgia missed two of them. No, we weren't. That was that was at Georgia. D- I disregard. Um, you're right. No, I you, think Georgia did. What still, though? No, still. but we were playing in Athens. So you're saying oh, in Willie yeah. B. Yeah. yeah, my bad. I, I completely derailed your train there. Well, it, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm sorry. We made that field goal. But I'm just oh, okay. so pissed I forgot. Good. Damn. Yeah, we that made that field goal, but we turned around in that same quarter and had an eight-play, 41-yard drive and missed a uh, 51-yarder. So, I mean, that's a 51 I think yard. you guys just stop oh. giving the ball to Shipley when you get close to the end zone, and you should keep giving him the ball. There was something about this week, too. There was a lot of missed field goals this week on all the games. I was watching Dude, uh, like five I, or six games, and there was tons of missed field I don't know what it was, some, some bad juju going around, but, I mean, you wanna, hey, one, one of two – Field goals for Clemson, that's an improvement, it sounds like. So, hey, baby steps, True. baby steps. And that defense, like you said, man, they, they all Wake Forest did, with that, with that, was it four field goals? Uh, yeah, thank God for your defense. It's kind of saving some yeah. people's jobs right now, I think. 
That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that is, the, I mean, you guys do have a stellar defense, so that that's kind of what worries me. Um, all right. We got two more just to, to hit on real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Colorado playing Arizona State. Colorado kicks a game-winning field goal to win 27-24. I don't know if Shiloh played. I know Travis Hunter still got a week or two before he comes back. Uh, my understanding was that uh, Dion was pretty mad, like, was kind of ripping the team. You know, I guess maybe they thought they should have played better one. I didn't get to catch any of it. Um, do you guys see any highlights or anything of that before you move on to the last one? No, the the main highlight I saw was actually how some people are, I don't want to say upset, but how Shadur went over and did his whole watch thing to the the uh, student section after beating Air, one in five Arizona State. Like some yeah. some people were saying, like, bro, just you shouldn't yeah. do that. But yeah, I'm not, not see a whole lot. Not mm-hmm. a big thing of that. Apparently, I mean, th- there wasn't a lot of talk, not a lot of storylines. The only the only thing they said was personal about this game was the fact that I believe Arizona State's head coach, which I don't know his name. Off the top of my head, I guess he was going to maybe be a part of uh, Dion's staff somewhere. So they actually had some ties. So there was no like trash talk in, mm, coming from that side. So nothing real personal. Um, all right. So I, I need to give Jacob a shout out here. Um, last week um, for the Iowa game, I made us pick the, the score, right? Total score um, versus Purdue. Um, and Jacob predicted uh iowa to win 20 to 14 which was the actual score of the game so shout out to jacob because <laughs> I, yeah, I said it to clint last night wrote it down and i was like yeah. i dude i asked clint i was like who did you pick me i think somebody got the score right he was like no i picked purdue i was like damn it and i knew mine wasn't quite it so i finally just flipped the page a few minutes ago and saw that um i picked 23 20 clint picked purdue to win 21 17 but you picked iowa 2014 which hey dude that, that's hard to do, man. Shout out to you. <laughs> What's they, crazy uh, too they is didn't you cover. almost didn't you almost didn't take twenty for Iowa because you thought I had it, and we're like, yeah, no, dude, if you want twenty, you're like, I'll take twenty, and then you nailed yeah, it. That's had, sad uh, how all we're all that close though. This is seven, all so well, predictable. It's not, yeah, it's not hard when it's Iowa and Purdue. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you had seventeen, and I scratched it out, and you put twenty. <laughs> nice, I'll, I'll good take call. It. Uh, so shout out to you. Um, Iowa did they ran the ball pretty good. Um, Caleb Johnson ran for 134 yards. Um, and they are somehow five and one, which is wild. See, that's what I'm saying. Long They're going to get the wins that they need for their uh, of offensive coordinator to stay there, but not the yard, not the points. I've got a, I got a funny stat for you. So I'm all ears. Deacon Hill, the backup. We know Matt Namaris out. The backup goes six of twenty-one. Right, so six completions. <laughs> none of the six enough. were to, or none of the six were to a wide receiver. Five were to the tight end. One was to the running back. And the tight yeah, tight end called five. Holy shit! This is your five and one Iowa Hawkeye team. Dude. Just right. the standard of excellence. So good. We uh we so got we got an AP we got an AP poll out, boys. Oh, oh. so quickly on Iowa, they're they're now up to twenty one point eight points per game. That's one hundred and six out of one hundred and thirty three in the nation. So they're they got to get to twenty five. Dude, they're screwed. Oh, the defense boy, yet gonna, again sixteenth in the nation, sixteen point three. So you guys are like this. All right, what we got? All right, let me give the rundown. We'll get out of here. All right, number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Those stay the same. Moving up one spot, Ohio State to number three. Moving up okay. one spot to number four, Florida State. Moving up seven spots, number five team in the country, Oklahoma Sooners. Oh, boy. So Staying they the jumped same. Washington. Damn. They jumped, they jumped Oregon, Washington, and Penn State. I wow. don't know about that. I guess everybody's thinking Texas been, is that been, good. If it would have been dominant, I would say absolutely, but it was so close. Yeah, that surprises me. Yeah. Um, all right, so the, the next three stay the same. Penn State still at six, Washington at seven, Oregon at eight. All those still stay the same. 
Texas number nine. They dropped six spots. Um, yeah, kind of crazy. Um, dropping one spot is USC. Staying the same is Alabama, and this surprises me that they're this high now. Um, North Carolina is number twelve in the nation now. Mm. They jumped two spots. Ole Miss jumped three spots. Did they not lose uh-huh. to Arkansas? No, they won by seven, 27. And oh, se- my bad. Uh, I thought they 20. lost. So they jumped three spots, though, to number 13. Wow. Louisville, 11 spots, number 14th in the country. Holy cow. That's because people believe that Notre Dame was good. Yeah. Oregon State, Oregon State stayed the same at 15. Utah jumped up a couple spots to 16. Duke up two spots to 17. UCLA stays the same. Oh, Wazoo, Washington State's number 19, dropped six spots. Tennessee moved Wait, up Wait, UCLA stayed the same? No. Yeah, UCLA stayed the same. Interesting. That is interesting. Wait, no. They weren't ranked at all coming in, my bad. Okay, I was about to say. My bad. Stay the same. They just had a dash line. So, okay. Yeah. They can't, so, my bad. They didn't have them moving up any spots, but yeah. Uh, Tennessee at number 19, moved up three spots. Notre Dame at number 21, they dropped 11. Mm. LSU at number 22, moved up one. Kansas now ranked 23. Uh, were they ranked before? I don't know if they were. I think they might have got um, bumped out for a second, maybe back in. I can't remember exactly. Uh, Kentucky dropped four spots. They're number 24. And the number 24, the 25th ranked team in the nation is Missouri, Wyoming, Damn. Air Force, Clemson, or Miami. Oh, Air Force. you're giving me questions. Air Force is undefeated. Let's go. Is they're, it Air Force? They're getting, they're getting votes. Number 25 team in the nation. Who is it? You said Missouri? who again? Missouri. Is it Miami, Missouri, Wyoming, Air Force? Wisconsin, Clemson. Damn, uh, it's not Wyoming. It's not Wyoming. Yeah, I don't know about Wyoming. Uh, did they drop Miami that far? I mean, eight spots. Miami's twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. I didn't think they, they put them out just yet. Kept, didn't totally kick them out. How many votes um, did Air Force get? Forty one. So the so other receiving votes: Missouri at sixty nine, Wyoming at forty two, Air Force at forty one, Wisconsin mm. at forty one. Right. A few in between. Tulane's getting votes. West Virginia, Clemson's getting seventeen votes. Um, Iowa's getting seven votes. Somehow, Iowa. Iowa's got seven votes, dude. Some homers on the AP <laughs> Hold on, for South Iowa Carolina in any of that? God no. We didn't play this week, I, but that's what I'm saying. Iowa's got more vote, votes to be in the top twenty-five than y'all. Yeah. Listen, I get they're five and one, but like, come when on, we people. beat Florida next weekend at the game that me and you will attend, you will get to see a top twenty-five team getting votes. No, no, he's on week. our side. He's on our side. He's saying he doesn't understand how Iowa's get more votes than we are. Yeah, but yeah. it's a backhanded compliment because Iowa sucks. <laughs> I can't. Well, five I wouldn't mean it like that, but yeah. Yeah, it's six completed passes. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, who has more completions this year? Um Luke Doty or the entire uh, <laughs> they're gonna win probably Kai Kroger. <laughs> Kai Kroger. <laughs> yeah, Kai Kroger <laughs> or Iowa as a team. Uh Kai Kroger. Oh, Dude, if y'all god, took man. if y'all took Iowa's defense and put it on, on South Carolina, like y'all would be like a top ten. I don't want team. nothing to do with Iowa. Nothing. Their defense is sixteen in the nation, pretty good. Y'all need some defense, damn it. <laughs> Y'all got some terrible. You'll our, we need a lot of you'll things. See our, you'll see our defense. You just wait. We're definitely <laughs> picking off Clint Cade. Just wait. Jalen hey, Kilgore's going to pick. Y'all Florida, though. That's for Florida. sure. We'll talk about that. Son, uh, oh, say, but like, I don't know if it's for sure. Because Florida's at y'all. If y'all were in the swamp. like <sighs> What time's right? the game? 3.30. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Know. We'll see. 3.30 will it be is a little different than 7.30 will it be. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Better than noon, though, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know if I've been to a 3.30 game. I mean, I have, but God, it's been years and years and years and years. 
I, I've been to a noon and uh, a seven o'clock game. That's it. For noon, nice. you got to start get the juices flowing early. Yep. Okay. Tough. Drunk by ten thirty a.m. tailgating. Like, oh my god, it's gonna be a long day. <laughs> well, I don't think you got to be tailgating for that. No. Oh man. All right, boys. Anything else before we get on out of here? This uh coming week, man. Big slate. We we just had one, and this might be even bigger one. Uh, and Huge. some some conference championship and playoff implications starting to come up with some of these games, especially in the uh, Pac-12. So it's gonna be a fun week again. Heck yeah, been a fun season so far. And had a, yeah, dude. a slow week yet. Not, dude. I don't think, and I'll, we're not getting one any slowing down. Like Clint said, next week's slate is gonna be crazy. So our next episode will uh will hit on uh all of our picks from uh this past weekend and then uh we'll preview this uh this weekend slate where it sounds good all right boys catch y'all soon see you see you bud